Oh, yes, boys. The Ashes are here. We are live following the first session of day three from Edgbaston. Pretty evenly poised game so far. NRL, State of Origin, game two, only three sleeps away. Some controversial picks from Freddie Fittler in particular. We'll talk all things rugby league into some AFL. Port have won 11 in a row. But don't let that distract you from the biggest story of the week, that the blue baggers <laughs> net, 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 are back in the winner's <laughs> circle. NBA, Denver did get the job done. They were up 3-1. They get the gentleman's sleep, sweep even. Um, they were up 3-1 last potty. Joker didn't seem all that thrilled about it. Uh, did seem turning up a little bit in Vegas. Speaking of turning up, few uh, soccer boys uh, had a good time during the week at Jack Grealish. We've got some soccer. We've got a little bit of NFL training camps just around the corner. Mm. And a final round featuring Tim Sue, Jared Cannonier, uh, Canadian F1 and US Open. We do have timestamps on YouTube. You can skip to the sports that you like. If you're a complete nuffy, just watch the whole damn thing. Check us out on the socials, et cetera, et cetera. Boys, we'd like to shout a beer to start off the show. Shauno, who mm-hmm. you got? Going to be an expensive one this week. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, just excuse us uh, in this show if there's a ooh or ah uh, or bullshit uh, because we are watching the cricket live. Yeah, a little bit of ashes in the background. Shauna, who would you like to shout a beer? Uh, going with the Golden Knights, Las Vegas Golden Knights that is. They did win the Stanley Cup. Uh, they got that through the week. Um, their first after six years in the competition. Um, and I think it's been... Uh, Jimmy, you can fact check me, 40 or 50 years <laughs> since the Canadian team has, has won uh, the Stanley Cup. It's been quite a while. 40 years? Yeah, it's been yeah. quite a long time because um, uh, the US teams have been taken. And then we had Vegas and Florida. So both uh, Florida-based teams lost their respective leagues uh, yeah. this week. Uh, but, the, yeah, the Golden Knights, dominant domination. I think it was, what, 9-3 the final game finished up. Um, they just played uh, – and I think through the whole series they – Scored relentlessly and were just so much better um, than the Florida Panthers, unfortunately. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, a good result for them and a, and a good, uh, you know, outcome for that city. And uh, I think they were joined by a few Nuggets later on. Mm, indeed, mm, that's it. Uh, Nineteen ninety-three was the last time a Canadian team won the NHL. Uh, thirty years. Thirty years. Yep. Still a long time. Montreal, Montreal Canadians. Canadians. Uh, didn't some bloke score a hat-trick in this game? Mm-hmm. And well, if they scored nine, nine goals, then yes. It was the first hat-trick in a Stanley Cup final for a while, I thought I saw. Anyways, <laughs> he's there he's post-game uh, with his kid. Looked pretty cute. Um, mm. The kid, that is. Not the, <laughs> not, not the player. Yeah. You sure about that? Oh, uh, don't worry. That's not live. Fun <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, in the background, Johnny Bairstow has continued his good form of dropping Australians. Mm, uh, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah, eat up, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Anderson. Perhaps who would you like to shout at me? Yeah, I'll shout <laughs> Also expensive one. I'm going to shout the ACT Brumbies uh, of need super, one. super Rugby fame. Uh, they had their semi-final last night against the Waikato Chiefs. They were the team to beat mm-hmm. throughout the whole Super Rugby season. They only had one loss coming into the game and they exit the game with only one loss. The Chiefs winning 19-6 to six, sets up an all-Kiwi Super Rugby Pacific final against the uh, Crusaders. Uh this article says thrilling Super Rugby semi. First try scored 77th minute, so make of that of, of you will. <laughs> it's 
looked a little bit wet. Um, the Brumbies did well to, to keep within range of the Chiefs, uh, like I mentioned, being the team to beat all season. So enjoy a beer courtesy of the Esky. Everyone on the Brumbies team, starting 15 only, you know, keep it on a budget. <laughs> um, support staff and bench players. <laughs> no beer. Um, and the Super Rugby final, I imagine, is next week. All New Zealand affair. affair <laughs> of it, of it, of it, <laughs> big Kiwi. <laughs> Uh, it'll be Crusaders looking for their 12th win against the Chiefs. Uh, Super Rugby, New Zealand winning, water is wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Jimmy? Monks, who you got? Yeah, uh, short one this week. I'm going to give Joey a Weirman. Not short in stature or anything like that, but probably just in the story itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Weirman, rookie for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, um, a beer this week. So throwing in your... your um, Baseball chat? Baseball yep. chat? Yeah, I was trying to think of another word there and just had a complete brain freeze, as I usually do. Uh, boring version of cricket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, been in a little bit of a slump of form lately. Um, but, yeah, this week against the Pittsburgh Pirates, I uh, hit a two-run homer um, on none other than free mullet day for the Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so, so hang on, if you've got a mullet, you get in for free? Is that, uh, that works? No, that will giving away free mullets, uh, haircuts. So oh, you can get a mullet. You can get, get, you can get a, a mullet. mullet. Yeah. yeah, it was called, the, called Free Mullet Day, yeah, so they were giving out free haircuts. Um, obviously, Aussies here, we love a good lush mullet. Uh, Joey Brewer himself sporting a nice lush mullet. Um, so, yeah, shining him a beer for getting a two-run homer um, with a not bad haircut. Just call him Joey Brewer. Like, is that his nickname or his name's Joey Weimer and he plays, Weimer. For, the plays for the Brewers. I did, yeah, fucking good name, Joey Brewer. <laughs> I, I did see a friend. Cousin of, of Carlos Boozer, former <laughs> NBA player. I did see friend of the Esky, uh, Shohei Otani. Um, mm. Otani. Uh, he's leading every major statistic for the Angels at the moment. So he's 100% carrying the team. Wow. Smashing it. Shohei yeah, Otani. Into mop of the week? Into the mop. Into oh, the mop. Yeah. This is back-to-back. Mm, yes. Have we done back-to-back mops before? We, I, I think feel like we might have. Uh, West got. Tigers? Yeah, yeah, there's a few candidates, that's for sure. Um, So the story, of course, we're talking about Conor McGregor um, following on from knocking out the Heat mascot um, has now been – Clean shots. Clean shots, yeah. (laughs) Legal. Um, uh, Has has had allegations of sexual assaults um, raised against him, um, uh, taking a a female patron into into the bathrooms um, and – you know that it's uh, led to led to these charges essentially. Um, don't want to hearsay of uh, what happened in said bathrooms, uh, but there's video from of said lady and McGregor, of course, entering bathroom and then spending time together afterwards. Um, he's denied all charges. She's um, you know press charges. Um, his consul has already said you know it's <coughs> it's 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 nothing. Uh, we'll fight these vehemently. So. Um, I think I guess the situation uh, is is more the issue than anything. Um, it's not a great look, of course, for Connor uh, doing the as we talked about doing the promotion for the Ultimate mm. Fighter currently on that at the moment. Um, and then I guess the recent news of his fourth child on the way coming this week. Uh, I think it's a, I guess a fair fair mop um, uh, activity. I just saw he's only thirty four. Jeez, he rose to the top quick, didn't he? Oh yeah, so similar age to a few on the uh, on the panel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck have we done with our lives? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we need to st- start a billion-dollar uh, whiskey company, I think. Mm. Get at us for, prom- for promotion, Matt. 
<laughs> Looking for sponsorships. <laughs> All right, the Ashes here, boys. Let's mm-hmm. talk some cricket. Not many surprises, I suppose, in the uh, teams that were named. We'll quickly go over the 11. So there was one for the Australians. Yeah, I, I suppose the, all the speculation throughout the week leading up was who was going to be our bowling attack, in particular the Quicks. Given the form of Scott Boland, uh, Boland gets the nod and Mitch Stark misses out uh, to go along with Pat Cummins, yeah. uh, Josh Hazelwood and it, Nathan It's probably Mike. a very Australian reference for the El Paso ad for tacos and, you know, the, yeah. why don't we have both? Because we, we discussed that <laughs> length of, like, Hazelwood versus Boland. They were, of course, are going to pick Stark, but, um, a, you know, why not have both? And instead they've picked Boland and Hazelwood and dropped Stark. I feel like it was because Starkey was too expensive um, and they've gone with the more line and length, try to focus more on the seam. I think it was probably the right option looking at this pitch and how flat it's been. Mm. Um, that Yeah, that was probably the the better option. Maybe to contain the basball, don't give them anything free and let, and let them score freely. So that I, I think that was the thinking, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Starkey, as good as he is when the ball's hooping and he's on, uh, does have the propensity to leak a few here and there, but... Yeah, geez, I think it's it, wicket taking though. It's it caught it's, me. It caught me by surprise. It's what, a wicket every fifty balls, I think, or something. It's like yeah, his strike rates are unreal. Um, and I suppose the the counter to that is, yeah, sometimes he goes for a couple. But uh, my thoughts were were that Stark would get the nod and Hazelwood would miss out. Uh, yeah, you can't hard to play yourself into form when you haven't been playing. That was my opinion. I, Hazelwood's been good though. Um, well, look at those. Num- look that, at his so. career numbers there too. The bloke averages a, t- a touch under twenty six with the ball uh, through through nearly sixty tests. So there's there's no qualms here. Thanks, Monks, for for sorting out that editing. That was uh, <laughs> that was actually we had one just one line there that wasn't wasn't uh, lined up. Uh, but you're, it's, you're lucky he hasn't put it in a spreadsheet yet. Yeah, well that's true. I yeah, would, uh, <laughs> do you want me to? No. <laughs> Spreadsheet, spreadsheet would have been nice before the podcast, but we're going to work with those numbers there. And uh, I tell you what, that Australian team on paper, geez, it looks oh, formidable, doesn't it? Well, we have, uh, and the rankings came out as well. So we had one, one two, two, three, three of, of, of batsmen. Uh, What's the order there? Labuschagne, James, Smith, if, Head. Yeah, correct. For one, two, three. Yeah, Labuschagne, uh, a, a little bit um, uh, probably missed out, I think, uh, considering mm, what the pitch has been that, doing yeah. um, in, in this one. But I. Uh, I feel like he unfortunately went in in the one period where England kind of had the ball moving around from and they they set him up really well to get him out. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So Starkey was really the big difference. Yep. What do you think about this English squad? Not, on paper, it doesn't look as strong as ours and it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, think I felt like the top end was maybe a bit weak. Exactly. The middle it's was their, where it's their, their top, it's their top three. It's their top three. Crawley, Duckett, Pope. All unproven yet at test level. Their numbers uh, back that up. Uh, Crawley looked pretty good with a bat. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a yeah. second. Uh, and then through the middle, yeah, very strong. Joe Root, uh, you know, on pace to be the the most prolific run scorer in test history. Mm-hmm. Harry Brook, who's had one of the best starts yep. to a test career one can think of. Ben Stokes, who's done no wrong as uh, as their skipper and uh, and the redhead Johnny Bairstow. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you roll into this. Uh, this bowling lineup with Moen Ali, um, who who definitely gives you that that extra stick at eight. Stuart Broad, timing, just Ollie Robinson, six, so. James Anderson. He does get hit for six. I didn't realise Robinson's numbers from sixteen tests uh, averages twenty one with the yeah, ball. So good. pretty good start. Uh, and then uh, obviously Anderson and Broad, you know, thousand plus test wickets between them. So 
Definitely the the question marks around their top three mm-hmm. uh, in Crawley, Duckett and Pope uh, coming into this Ashes. Mm. So let's start day one. England win the toss and elect to bat, which is uh, not usually what happens in England, in, uh, well, playing in England. So Not always, yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I think they got what they wanted in a uh, flat pitch. Um, it was being well discussed that they'd asked for a flat pitch, uh, making, I don't want to say a batter's paradise, but essentially that's... <laughs> it looks like a bit of a road. Yeah, it's what they wanted to be able to you know, to play their game, which is the Baz Ball, um, which we'll talk about in length. Uh, but, you know, be out of their bat and, um, you know, don't give the, the bowlers too much. But I think that also plays a little bit in their cards, uh, you know, their secret weapon weapon being the swing as well. Mm. Um, you know, when it gets a bit overcast and the, the temperature's going to uh, go down a bit dewy and then the ball starts moving around and that's their big difference. Mm. Australians really can't do that. I've never really successfully, um, uh, you know, had that skill on, on tap to do when they need to. It's a very much a speciality of the Pommies. And having said that, a uh, bit of sunshine, warmer weather. You know, we spoke about the heat wave that's, mm-hmm. that's gripped mm-hmm. England, you know, with nice their, and clear. Their, their weather, you know, the temperatures in the high 20s. Um, it hasn't really swung around. The, the very new Dukes sort of moved a little bit. Mm. And then uh, once, I think you, once you sort of get through that first 10, 15 overs, there's yeah, not I, much to it. I reckon uh, start of day two where it was overcast, mm. uh, a bit cold. Um, where they got Broad got his two wickets. And, you know, unfortunately for Warner, and we're skipping ahead here into the, in the Aussie innings, you know, chopping one on from well outside his pegs and bringing mm. it back. Um, but then the the, uh, the Marnus ball, you know, there was definitely some movement there and it moved away and then um, Jimmy was moving at that time. So they capitalised on maybe ten overs that they had where the ball was actually moving, where they got some swing. Uh, but then the sun came out and then it went away and then, you know, Australia got into the batting and then mm. they – Got, got into the roll on, and that's kind of where we're at now with where the score is um, at three thirty. Let's go back to day one. Uh, Zach Crawley, uh, he looks pretty good when he's on, and he showed his intent from that first mm, the ball. First ball, Camo gave him a half volley outside off. He said, "Thanks very much." Played one of the better cover drives you'll see. Uh, sent it straight to the ropes, and uh, and him and Duckett, they were playing the basketball brand, uh, mm. looking to score early. Duckett got a couple and uh, then sort of played a bit of a nothing cut shot, feet stuck in mud, stuck in mud to mm-hmm. reference the uh, the mop of the week. And uh, and he snicked up straight to Carey. Aussies take the uh, the first wicket uh, early on. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it was pretty early, pretty clear as well. Hazelwood, probably the best of the length. Cummins was bowling probably too straight. Um, Cummins was erratic, I yeah, think, early on, like yeah. a bit too much on the pads. Yeah, and I think Boland followed as well was kind of a bit too much on the pads too. Which is un- unlike him. Yeah, and they kind of – it was good that Hazelwood was kind of keeping it a bit sharp. Mm. Um, but then I think they bowled better um, towards the end of day one um, uh, than they did at the start. So, you know, getting into a bit of rhythm, maybe a bit of nerves there. Um, seemed to be jumping at shadows a little bit with Basball, trying to uh, keep the runs down, but – um, I think once they get into this test match a bit and they get a bit more used to playing against basketball, I think they'll be all right. That brings uh, Ollie Pope to the crease, the vice captain, the anointed one. Uh, he also looked pretty good early on, but Nathan Lyon traps him LBW for 31. Uh, it was a good okay. review from the Aussies, not out on the field, uh, and they went upstairs and, uh, yeah, hit him just above the knee. Roll was taking sort of uh, middle and leg towards the top of the stumps. Good review, two for 92. Run rate up, basketball's on. Into... Yeah. You hear the crowd going... They, 
they love Joe Root over there, and uh, why wouldn't you? His forms uh, in the you know recent tests: fifty six against Ireland, ninety five, one fifty three, not fifty seven against New Zealand. The bloke can bat. Oh, definitely, and then he was playing some ridiculous shots as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I think he just a run of form and was happy doing. Uh, well, you know, got freedom. I think is probably what the, the Pommy batsmen love the most about baseball is they're just happy to go out there and bat and play. You know, some of the natural game and then try some other things. But they were, um, you know, <laughs> hitting the Aussies all over the place, hitting bowling on a reverse scoop sweep as uh, for six. For six is just bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and what about when he uh, he got given LBW on 61 yeah. and obviously it hit his gloves mm-hmm. and then the next ball goes out, plays the same shot, so hits it for four. four. Like yeah. He's in some kind of mindset, isn't he, where yeah. sort of like, like, you know, when Smudge is he's on and he just starts playing ridiculous shots and you're like, who can get this bloke out? Yeah, oh, mm. and I think that was the thing because he kind of really studied England um, and then him and uh, Johnny kind of put them over the edge and they really gave them the majority of their score in this. Um, so, yeah, I th- he, like we said, he's the, he's in the middle of that order and he's a, one of the core kind of um, form for them. So uh, making up for, you know, the guys that maybe not scoring as well. Um, but he's always there scoring big, big, big titles. Crawley finished with 61. Uh, pretty bad umpiring decision, I thought, there from old Murray Erasmus. Uh, it was pretty loud sound, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Uh, reviewed and Crawley goes... Uh, Harry Brook, uh, a quick 32. Uh, he, he talked a bit of smack before the test. And you see, he mm-hmm. said uh, if they bowl quicker, it tends Is to go to the boundary quicker. quicker. Yeah. Uh, 32 or 37's <laughs> not too bad. Well, and the, the start that the blokes had to his uh, career, you'd probably err on the side of confidence yeah. or, or being cocky. And we did get a little bit lucky as well on that one, uh, getting that ball kind of flicked up over his head and then comes Very down. Very unusual dismissal, wasn't yeah, it? Yes. Yeah. I think a little bit lucky might be putting a little bit uh, – uh, Delicately. Mm. I think we got very, very, very lucky, but we'll take it there. And then uh, no luck in, uh, needed with the Ben Stokes deliver, um, dismissal for one. Uh, Hazelwood showing why he should be in this team. But yep. then fucking Johnny Bairstow, he, he tends to be the thorn in our sides a fair bit. Massive partnership, 121 with Root, uh, of which Bairstow scored 78 of them. Uh, and then he was just hitting them so clean. He was sweeping very well mm. and uh, and succumbed to Nathan Lyon, uh, played all across the line, a little bit of extra bounce, and uh, he got stumped for 78. Mm-hmm. Basball sort of kept rolling. Mo and Ali looking to score. Uh, you know, it works when you score runs, but I think his dismissal was even worse than, <laughs> yeah, yeah. than Bearstow's. Like that looked like a T20 sort of run down the yeah. – the pitch probably beaten for flight a little bit, um, and he, he also got stumped into Broad for uh, who made sixteen. Cam Green getting him, and then probably the big talking point I think from day one yep. was this declaration. Mm-hmm. Now look, mm-hmm. I understand you want to have a go at the Aussies with four you know four overs they end up getting. Yep, try to you know get an early early scalp whilst the ball's moving around a little bit. Sun's going down, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But when the best bloke that arguably has ever batted for England is at the crease and he's 118 knot. Yeah. My feeling would be would be just finish the day with Root out there and, and try to tack on another 50 to 100 runs on day two. What were your thoughts around the declaration? Yeah, I thought they would have pushed maybe more for 440, 450. But I, um, I think a friend of, the, friend of the Esky steam had it right. Uh, you know, their aggressive style. Oh, that's Jimmy, Jimmy Anderson has, has just gotten woozy. Yeah, move that scorecard down, Jimmy. Let's let's get a replay of this one. 
No, I think it's Kerry um, that was on facing that one. Yeah, it's Kerry. I got Kerry. He just hit a four. The old quarter, the old quarter screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was interested to see if this was moving a lot. It looked, it looked like it, like it, it came like back. in a little bit, didn't it? So you get the yeah, same, off the same. same, same maybe same. stay a little bit low, straight mm. through the gate, top of off. 66. Well, Fuck yeah. this bloke. He's, 40 he's, so good. <laughs> he's so good. He's 40 years old, 180th test. Well, they still – Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, as we lose probably our last uh, official batsman, mm. um, they are still 55 runs ahead. So that's a big wicket, isn't it? Yeah, that's huge. So we're going to really need uh, Camo. And that's the other thing with it, with not having Stark, I suppose. Mm. He is 40 past any of Yeah, the, the, what it does for, for just sort of bolstering that, mm. that tail end a little bit better. Uh, so Camo really mm. needs to go out there and, and play a supporting role here with Uzi. I think. Given how we started uh, day three, you'd think anything trailing would, would be a failure. So, yeah. so hopefully mm. from our point of view, uh, the, the captain can go out there and support Uzi and, and maybe get us a slim lead. Yeah, so back to the declaration. I think, mm. you know, that was their aggressive mindset. I think it was pretty clear on day yep. two, um, the plans they set for the Aussies, that they've lived and breathed Australia cricket for since March, since their last test match. Because, um, you know, every weakness for an Australian batsman they came out, they planned – um, to try and get them out. Um, Uzi, the, you know, their main thing was to try and do over the wicket because uh, that was seen to be his um, his weakness on his average. But to his credit, he's played um, excellent and has been the one that stayed there. But they've tried to set traps for everyone, tried to play to the weaknesses of uh, what the Aussies are. So you, you can see that they've done their homework and have mm-hmm. come out and played a very aggressive style of cricket yesterday. And um, to a large point, it's been working. Um, uh, I think uh, Alex Carey and... Uh, Usman, uh, yesterday after T kind of really got us back into this game and um, I was hoping they could push on probably for 400 plus 450 mm. uh, to take a bit of a lead here and then put the pressure back on to England to, you know, uh, the rest of day three, say into day four, actually have to score quickly to then get the Australians back in to get them out and have a good total to be able to defend. So, mm. you know, putting the pressure right back on the Pommies to, you know, go bad ball as best as they can against our attack. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, there's been a lot of chances early in this first, mm. um, you know, first couple overs here at the start of this session. There's been a few drops, a few miscatches. Um, so there was definitely chances, but they, you know, that was a great ball there from Jimmy to really get him back, back on the fr- front foot here. Let's go to our innings. Davy Warner nine, probably a little bit unlucky chopping on there, but yeah. but he was bold looking good. Broad. Both him and Osman were looking good early. Yeah. Seeing it, hitting it. Unfortunately, no luck on the scorecard. Yeah. Uh, Broad mm. gets him for the umpteenth time in in Test cricket. I mean, massive mental advantage, Stuart Broad, as it as they go into the second innings. Does does Davy need to score runs? Do you think to keep his spot, or the fact that he said I'm retiring at the end of the year, does that just buy him the next six months? Yeah, I think the team's kind of set where it is for the Ashes, and then yeah, he. The only test they play after that is his retirement tour. So mm-hmm. um, I think he'll probably see it out. Um, unless he, you know, Broad gets him ducked for the next two games, <laughs> three games, <laughs> and he's just like, he's not scoring anything. There's, like, this, a, this there's was, a world where they pick Marcus Harris and, like, I don't but think. But I, I don't think that's a, a giant improvement, though, um, what we've seen recently from, from Harris. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's the old, is there anyone banging down the door and no one has really no. been banging down the, the proverbial door, have they? So that's kind of where I think we're at. And I think that Warner was very unlucky in this one. It'll be interesting to see what happens mm. in the second innings because uh, they're probably going to have a total uh, – well, they'll have a total they need to chase. 
Um, so I want him to score some rounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he really needs to, yeah. Mm. yeah. Speaking of uh, needs to score some runs. Manus. Yeah. If you look at his recent record. Well, he doesn't need to. He, 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 he did get a golden <laughs> quacker in this one. He, yeah. he is the uh, the number one ranked uh, batsman in the world in test cricket. Yeah, I feel for Liz Bus change that every time I see him get out, it's the exact same way. It's The ball's like a foot outside off and he's just nibbled at it. And usually early in his innings. Like he could have left. He could have left. He could have left it. Yeah, it's just like he doesn't need to be scoring. And I feel like he does this more often than not when I see him get out. Is Yeah, there's just a little one there that – Again, going back to they knew they had plans for each batsman as they came out. They knew what it was they liked and, you know, with a little bit of swing there, yeah, throw something out that Labashain likes to nibble at mm. and, yeah, he did nibble at this one and um, – Sneaked it up sneaked and, it up and yeah. off he goes. Poor bloke in the red hat was facing the wrong direction for that wicket. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Manus, um, which is a, a big big loss, of course, the number Massive, one yeah. test batsman at the moment and gets nothing. Also gave you that feeling like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, yeah, like, we go it's, it's in England. It's two for twenty nine. Like. Yeah, well then Steve Smith came out and he 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 faced sixty balls, but he only scored sixteen. Mm. Um, He's battling out there, wasn't he? Yeah, and you know the the Harry Brook uh, over as well. They they knew that Smith struggled a little bit with the lower pace bowlers, mm. you know, keeping them off his pads. You know, enter Ben Stokes, um, who's you know. He's not as slow as Harry Brook is as a bowler, um, but he's maybe not as he's not as quick as Broad and Jimmy are. Um, and lo and behold, um, Steve Smith can't keep him off his pads, and he he goes for sixteen. And then you, yeah, well, what were at that point we were three, three for, for seventy something, yeah. Mm. So, um, but thank God entered Travis Head and Trav Ball. Um, Trav Ball. <laughs> Trav Ball is better than Baz Ball. <laughs> no joke. Uh, this bloke. It doesn't matter what if it's. Three for three or three for 300, he plays his natural game, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think he got a little bit reckless once he hit his 50 as well. And he took a real liking to, to Mom and Ali. Um, uh, but this one, he, I don't want to say threw his wicket away, but he was just trying to hit everything over the fence <laughs> by that point. Um, and, you know, mistimed this one and uh, straight down uh, crawl his throat to get him out, unfortunately. Cam Green comes in, handy 38. Mm-hmm. Bowen gets two. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be interested to, to follow how this goes going forward because um, this ball moved a fair bit. So Ali um, getting this wicket with a, a lot of turn. So I wonder if this pitch, you know, being mm. flat as it sort of crumbles in the, you know, the footmarks and the, the rest of this test match, whether Nathan Lyon, who did get four for us, yep. comes more into this game um, and what Ali is saying comes more into this game as well. Uh, for wickets because there's definitely some turn there and offer for the spinners. I think Gaz needs five in the second innings to get 500 as yes, well. Yes. So would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I did see, I think it was Tubby was, oh, Tubby was giving, that one stayed down. Mm-hmm. Tubby was giving him a, uh, an interview and he said, you know, what do you think about 500? He's like, well, I've got to think about 492 and 493 first. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I get there, I'll get there. So that's Class, down, Classic right? sportsman's answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big test match, of course, uh, being the first Thatchers, so And it's you know, on a knife's edge at the moment. Then uh, Alice Carey comes in. His form's been reasonable as well uh, when it comes to red ball cricket. Uh, Did you see was, his Was 50 unbeaten uh, at the end of the day's play? Yeah. Have you seen any, his recent innings where he's batted, um, the positions Australia's been in when he's come out? Yeah, not good, uh, I don't think. Yeah, no, no, none of them good. He's <laughs> essentially been Australia's saviour. And I, he was in this one. Him and Aussie put together a 100 partnership to, again, really get us into us. Um, and that kind of led into Osman getting a ton. Mm. 
um, you know, toiled away all day, uh, faced 279 balls and um, finished the day at 126. He's currently at 137 or 8 at the moment. 36. 136 not. <laughs> Nearly faced 300 rocks as mm. it stands. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but the fact that this bloke was ever dropped and, and taken out of the picture. Well, like, think Travis Head was dropped. Yeah. I don't know. We only talk about selections when they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. We never say, oh, they kept picking that Steve Smith bloke early on in the career <laughs> and, you know, batting him at eight. Uh, I think, though, that it was pro- – I do agree it's a bit of a travesty that the amount of time Osman – Osman <laughs> spent in the wilderness, yeah. um, considering how well he was scoring, um, you know, in all the first class. He did nothing wrong. Yeah, it, he did nothing wrong and um, there didn't seem to be a real reason for why he was not getting picked. Um, so, yeah, and he's only only rewarded um, Australian and Australian faithful um, mm. since then. He's been on such a terror form. Um, so let's hope he can get 200 here. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it. Let's go, Uzi. They just had a Jimmy Anderson's first class numbers up there. He that was wicket eleven hundred for him in first class cricket. I don't think I could bowl eleven hundred balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, You're injuring yourself yeah, yeah. before my back went. And I, like, I'm not talking about eleven hundred straight. I'm talking like over twenty years. You know? yeah. Oh, that's ball eleven hundred. There goes me back. Dead set. The bloke has looked after himself. That's for sure. A ball a day crazy. for five years. Don't think you'd do it. Yeah, quick mass. That look, you, when you put it like that, look, <laughs> you're like, oh, he's <laughs> Oh, shit, that in. Following uh, 140 clicks. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> we were back to the first time we tried to do yeah. that. Anyway, into day three, as we mentioned, yep. England probably starting to take this batch back a bit with that wicket. We need. We, we trail by 53. I would say it's perfectly even right now. Yeah, oh, I, I think maybe yeah, maybe England by a nose. Uh, no, yes, I, I think if our tail end can get us that you know that remaining fifty three, and we're basically level. Mm. It's a tight tournament test match. Maybe even if we get level and it's you know by lunchtime, uh, I think that kind of puts maybe a little bit more pressure on England to then have to score. You know, post getting us all out, have to score um, to do their bads ball, and then also to get us back in to get us out on this pitch. In say a day and a half, you know, defending for them, hopefully three hundred plus. That'll be that'll be interesting. How you said, do baseball? Do they go out and be so attacking in the second innings? Like, is that going to be? Uh, part, I think if part they want the to tactic? win, they have to. Otherwise, this game matches is heading towards a draw. No, I think on this pitch is it's more batter friendly. So I not even halfway through. Well, I think where I'm where I'm thinking <laughs> of where it's going to go. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and I th- feel like a, it's, it's. Well, there's a touch of rain on the radar as well. <coughs> yeah. So that could be a factor. It is looking a little bit more overcast in the background. But whether that's. I don't think London has too much smog. So. Birmingham. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Ideally for Australia to put us in the best position to win, do you reckon we need to. What, what's the goal for today, I guess? Just, you know. Be like three, four hundred ahead, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at the start of play, I was hoping for six hundred. Like we just keep batting forever. I, I think if we, if we could, if these guys can, they, they current, currently tra- no, they currently travel by fifty. If even if you forty runs ahead, you know forty runs. Yeah, yeah twenty. Like just just but having a small lead. I think four fifties a nice round number. That, for yeah, hundred hundred ahead. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah that's sixty. Yeah. Well, you know. For a, all small, the, a small lead. A small yeah. lead, yeah. For all the work that Craig is doing, do you think he's batting a little bit too slow though? Nah. You're happy with that? Nah. He's yeah. got uh, – uh, now, now maybe with Alex, but now you just yeah. got to stay in. 
it's going to stay in now. Yeah, yeah. And manipulate the strike. Exactly. Get as many many yep. runs. You know, take the singles on offer. Hit the bad balls, but you know. Again, like I said, push to 200 and hopefully your partners survive for you to be there that long. Just, you know, see ball, hit ball, <laughs> line on the length, <laughs> wait, wait for the bad ball. All the usual rubrics, <laughs> uh, yes. He's seen them like beach balls at the moment. So there you sure go. is. Mm. Sure is. It, it is looking very overcast there. It is. So. How mm. old's the current ball they're using? 101 overs, so it's, it'll be 31 overs. It looked well, like mass, it was fairly scruffed up. Yeah. A massive spot on mm-hmm. on side I, of it. I'd be more worried about the new ball coming in and, you know, knocking after five overs, kind of knocking off one new side ball. and then. If we get the second new ball, we're, we're sweet. We've got heaps of runs on the board. Mm. Be a wall one. Yeah. Uh, what did you find there about Marlon Alley? It's a bit of breaking news. Um, he has been found guilty of uh, conduct contrary. What was he doing? Twenty five percent of his match uh, fee. Here we go. When I sprayed a, a drying, drying agent. Oh, cheat! Uh, <laughs> bowling hand, bowling hand, not not the ball. As the ball Cummins hits head. a six, a cheat <laughs> off his bowling. So there we go. That's it. So I think um, I think it's more just uh, semantics. The umpires um, gave pre-series <laughs> instructions not to. Um, do anything with their hands prior, without prior approval. It, 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 and it's sticking, bro. He's basically pitching in the in the MLB <laughs> at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not work. He's, he's throwing <laughs> absolute <laughs> pies. Waste time, fullies to our skip. I think he's hoping he skies that one. But anyway, yeah, he's hit that for six. He deliberately least. bowled the waste time fully. Yeah, that's grade cricket if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth grade at that. Shit gets wickets. Let's go. Hundred percent, it does. Too funny. Yeah, he has been complaining about his uh, spinning finger at the moment as well. They did show some highlights of him and with his physio at the start of play. Uh, he might have a bit of a uh, callus or a blister there. So. Mm. Do you ever watch Mo and Ali bowl and just think, "How the fuck is he their front line spinner?" Well, he's retired. <laughs> Do you remember the? the, the, the <laughs> so, so, so that oh, we went through the selection team. He was probably one of the surprise ones because mm. Leach, uh, of course, was ruled out injured, yeah, yeah. and he had been retired and hadn't played Test cricket in two years. Bang! As Camo hits him for six again. Good, big. Um, More of that. Takes. Yeah, we'll take these runs um, as that pushes us past three fifty. Um, What's uh, the Cummins version of Baswell? Cumball. <laughs> Jimmy knew what the answer to that was, did and that's why he asked. Yes, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. That was a Moeen Alley full toss. <laughs> straight, straight on my thigh pad. <laughs> and have I put it five <laughs> rows back <laughs> over cow corner? No, I've skied it to mid wicket because I'm because I'm a nonce. Uh, that's why. So the, the story was um, uh, that Ben Stokes texted. Alley with, you know, Ash's question mark mm-hmm. and he just wrote back, lol. Uh, then he got the news like uh, 24 hours later that uh, Leach was going to be out injured uh, and then he did a frontline spinner. So he has come in at retirement. Um, I was going to say, did he text match. back saying, lol, I'm not a frontline spinner? <laughs> like, was, that, was that the text? <laughs> like handy with a bat. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like you look at him batting eight, he's got a lot of skills <laughs> yes, in bat eight. yes. He hasn't taken two wickets, be fair. Yeah, for uh, 147. That, the, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> he has bowled a lot. I think Ben Stokes has actually bowled – um, a lot less he's had because he's had that knee injury. Um, so he's coming back from that. So whether he's just pacing himself a little bit. Stokes um, has only bowled for seven overs. Yeah. So uh, which I would have thought he would have bowled a little bit more. Um, there was the incident yesterday where he was fielding and it looked like he may have stram- strained his hammy. So whether he just has a bit of leg soreness, of course, with the recent knee injury. 
um, that, yeah, he's maybe bowling a little bit less and maybe that's why Ali's uh, in there a bit more. Maybe that overrates a little bit slow. And oh, <laughs> at <laughs> India. <laughs> yeah, who knows. But, yeah. We'll follow it as the first session unfolds. You'll have to excuse us if we're talking about some footy or US sport <laughs> or something and we go, oh, yes, come, Doug, et cetera, et cetera, as Moeen takes a spell. Boys, there's a big, big game of rugby league football rugby coming up league. Wednesday night. Mm. Hit that sound, monks. Do you, do you want to start with Queensland? Just because yeah, I, yes. I, I, it's quick. Yep. I think we co- I think we covered <laughs> yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that um, uh, if Gilbert Gilbert, of course, was going to be out, we thought Nanai or Horsburgh would mm-hmm. be there. Nanai gets the start. Horsburgh is a nineteenth man. Uh, Cobo was a late ruling out, but Xavier Coates direct replacement essentially. Um, and what was the third one? There was another uh, one. One on the bench, I think it was. Yeah, I got uh, Mo Fedawaki. Oh, because Joe Arrow, of course, was out. So and uh, Mo had played before. So. Um, yeah, you know, no, no debutants. No debutants. It was just you know, three four, replacements. Three, three replacements. So, pretty, pretty strong uh, Queensland team to take into Queensland at home. They go one through seventeen. Walsh, Coates, Holmes, Hammer, Tulangi. Mm-hmm. Now, Munster, can you get an update on Cam Munster? Yes. Had seen some uh, maybe fake news. I don't know. He was roasting uh, yeah. Andrew Johns on the footy show this morning. Was he? So yeah. Fine. At, the, at the end of the interview, they he, <laughs> yeah he asked leaves he, him steaming apparently. Yeah. Well, if uh, if looks could kill, um, it was uh, definitely the look that Andrew Johns didn't want to give because uh, him and his brother are in a bit of a feud at oh, the moment. That, yeah, I don't know about that feud. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Bert's family. Ma, feud. Ma, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Munster did ask him. It was like, "Had you met up with your brother yet?" And he just. No deadpan looking straight down the cameras was his answer. So um, anyway, uh, I think my, to answer the point, I think Munster's was fine <laughs> for, for this game of footy. DCE seven, Lindsay Collins eight, Ben Hunt who just signed a lifetime deal with the Dragons. <laughs> he's playing nine. <laughs> Tino Fasasu Malawi ten for feeder. Nanai comes in as mentioned. Pat Carrigan, Harry Grant, Tom Flegler, Ruben Cotter, Mo Fodawaker, mm-hmm. AJ Brimson, Corey Horsbar in the uh, squad. squad. Yeah. Your que- resident Queensland man, nothing ha- really unexpected there. Not happy. All right, let's talk about this mm-hmm. Blues team. Mm-hmm. So last pod we were speculating. We got a little bit of it right. The, the Queenslander <laughs> down the end of the table got, got the uh, halves pairing correct. Teddy stays the incumbent captain. Old Crichton, three. So Latrell named. Then a few days later, apparently his cast no good. He's still out. Mm-hmm. Turbo, Josh Adokar, Jerome Luai, Mitch Moses. Where's the seven? Nico Hines misses out entirely. Yeah. What are our thoughts, boys? Well, uh, I think he's a bit hard down, especially since they picked him in for game one and then – into the walls for ten minutes to play in the centres. A bit, mm. yeah, and then uh, then not pick him. Uh, I think he had kind of two dismalish games for the Sharks though post that. Um, but if they did hammer, you see him today. Yeah, he, he was pretty good today. He looked pretty good today. Um, Granted, it was the Bulldogs and not and, the Maroons, and they're not in the top eight, so there is that caveat. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I understand why maybe they did that, but Moses, uh, when we were talking to some of the other options. Um, I, I think hated. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think you know my favorite option mm. was probably Walker and uh, Hines as your you know 
probably two top tier players at the moment and for their respective formers in their respective positions. Mm. Um, and I think my quote there, which I wrote, was, you know, Fitler will probably outthink himself and you pick Luai and Moses. So mm. you got um, it. that's yeah, where we're at. Um, but then, then again, we talked about every combination possible mm. um, on the last pod. Monkey um, at six, Sean at seven. seven like, yes, yes. Really spamming the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You what do you mean? Row, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then we're really in trouble. Um, so, yeah, I um, Time will tell. Um, he's he's made selections that he thinks will win a very hard game in Queensland, and uh, that t- that will will really decide, I guess, his future as a as a um, as a New South Wales coach. A lot of pressure on Freddie mounting. Uh, a lot of it coming from from Blues fans. So let's mm-hmm. see how yep. Mitch Moses goes with the seven. Uh, on his back, Junior Paolo, he comes into the starting side. Damian Cook, I suppose, was the no-brainer uh, to come in to replace Happy Coruscant. But yep. we'll talk about the bench in just a second. Uh, Payne Haas, Tyson Frizzell, Hudson Young, Azayo, nothing changed there. Yeah, interesting. I think Young maybe retained yeah. his spot a little bit. I think they might have to do with maybe where Liam Martin is because he's still going through the concussion protocol. He can't train um, until I think the captain's run on Wednesday. Um, so that's... Because I thought, you know, either Liam Murray or um, uh, Cam Murray or – sorry, Cam Murray or Liam Martin would come into the starting squad at the expense of Hudson because I think they were just so much better with uh, those two on the park than when Hudson was out there. And he was in the dog park – dog um, house, house uh, after, you know, he's, he's dropping the balls. Uh, the dog the park's up there. That's multiple dog houses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, really fucked you, you, yeah. Yeah. You've really done something uh, yeah. wrong there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's pasture essentially. Put put him out of pasture. Um, <laughs> Dog pasture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it was interesting. He retained his spot. What a role he plays and how long he plays will be quite interesting in this mm. one. Uh, but I feel like it's more cover for Liam Martin with his recovery from injury. Um, you know, have him coming off the bench maybe for impact, um, and have Hudson have the you know wear and tear of the first twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Speaking yeah. of coming off the bench. Uh, the the bench is the next thing we need to discuss. Stefano Otukamano, I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he replaces uh, Tevita Pangai Jr. directly. So Pangai Jr., we spoke about it sort of after the uh, the fact. Bit of a surprise call in the first place. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, play lights out by any means. And then that offload. Uh, it's always good for one error. Yeah, maybe was the nail mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the coffin. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like it seems like Hines sort of similar kind of boat. If you're going to pick someone, I think – Have a plan for them. <laughs> yeah, I would feel like it's not like – because he didn't play big minutes either, Pangai Jr. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for, for mine, like I didn't know if his form warranted him being in that side in the first place. He played place. two games for Canterbury leading out of that. He'd been injured for a month before. Correct. That, so Correct. it seems silly. So what is the point of picking a bloke? He to- was very good in the Bulldogs game. Yeah. After this as well. Again, so yes. Yeah. Minutes. Again, you know, does does that equate to how a bloke will, will yeah. perform on the biggest stage? But I just don't know what's going on in the selection panel or Freddie's mind to to go with someone and, and play him for, you know, 40-odd minutes and then, no, cut you out. Like, mm-hmm. I would think you you stick it out a little bit once they've been selected. Now, I'm not saying that, that Pangai – I would have had Pangai Jr. in my Blues starting 17 in the first instance, but I think once you, you yeah. select a bloke, there needs to be that kind of – you know, what's, Queensland's what's always talking about pick and stick and all that. Yeah, what's your plan for them? And yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. 
I think it was quite interesting because um, because of this, uh, there was doing the rounds of uh, Freddie's selections over the last three or four years for guys that have played for New South Wales and played one game. Uh, I think it was like six or seven of them. Mm. Um, but I think in most cases there was probably – there was a good reason they only played one game. Um, I think Nick Kotrick was on the list. Panga, of course. Nico Hines was on the list. Co- Dylan Walker maybe. Mm. Cody Walker I think was on the list. He only played one. Has Cody only played one? I feel like it. And then so they switch it. New South Wales Blues. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a list there that, you know, uh, guys that have uh, probably didn't do well in their first audition and, and um, have been – out. Speaking of only played one little crossover with the cricket on, mm-hmm. you ever seen the list of blokes that have played one test only for Australia? Mm-hmm. It is long. Yeah, it's like one in eight or one in nine people that play test cricket play one test. Yeah, it's it's a real testament to the blokes that play a hundred or hundred and eighty, if you will. <laughs> well, if you're I, fucking yeah. Jimmy Anderson. Well, I think that's the kind of the, the thing. You have your established eleven, and if one of those guys is hurt, mm-hmm. then you get a call up, you play your game. Uh, and then you have to wait and hopefully a position will open up um, in your generation for cricket. If not, uh, they've got the place, you know, sewn up. The one test wonders. Hopefully not one origin wonders uh, in Pangai Junior. And, and Nico Hines, we have to talk about him. So Reese Robson gets the, the last bench spot. Yes. I Tactically, I don't hate this. I think, well, I think we talked about it. Like if they want to have a rotational utility that plays hooker, uh, they then potentially could slide into second row. Like I said, I didn't know who was available uh, for New South Wales. Um, Reese Robson uh, was, and he fits that bill really well. But I think the Cowboys have been doing overly well this year, so uh, question marks maybe. Mm. Yeah, I I don't hate this selection, but I think it's very, very, very stiff on, on Nico Hines. Yeah. There you go. So Monks, it was pretty quick there. 56 players have, have featured only once in State of Origin mm-hmm. level, which is a fair few if you would. See if they've got something recent. Recently. Um, for, for Nico, he's a Dally M player of the year. That's the, that's the list. Has to absolutely murder his confidence. So um, you've got Nick Cotrick, Luke Curie, Moses. He'll get his second game. Mm-hmm. Stags, Ryan Matheson and Jacob Safidi. What's his on? Sports Network. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't hear your question, Pepper, by the way. Uh, no, we're just looking at these one-hit wonders. Maroons have got a few more. Yeah, though. lots for the Maroons. But, uh, Hammers played again. Yeah, now. yeah. So this is from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Gilbert, yeah, half of those guys have played now a second one. But looking at that, I imagine Brenko Lee and Edric Lee don't play another game, so you could probably, mm. you know, go off it. Uh, what were we talking about? Nico Hines, Reese Robson. <laughs> yes. What was I talking about? <laughs> yes. Look, you can see how Queensland have been so effective with the Ben Hunt-Harry Grant combination. I can understand mm. so that, why, why New South Wales want to emulate that. Yeah, I think that's probably the caveat. If you look at the teams Brad Fittler's put together in the last, you know, three series and then you look at Queensland, that spine largely, you know, switch in Walsh and Ponga. Uh, has largely been uh, unchanged with, you know, Munster, Ben Hunt, Harry Grant and DC. Yeah, 6, 7, 9, 14. Yeah, but then you look at, I think um, Cleary got hurt in one of those series again and that's why Moses came in. Um, They haven't been able to maintain their spine Mm. um, uh, as as much, you know, rotating between the hookers as well. Um, They haven't really set on on that kind of relationship. Um, 
caveat, of course, is you know none of those guys play week in week out with each other mm. in the Queensland squad. Um, besides Munson, say Harry Grant does, um, and um, you know there's been heaps to talk about combinations. But yeah, combinations. Uh, I, I feel like, and maybe goes to what Billy and the Queensland um, coaching staff have done. They 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 be able to put the guys in and be able to you know get them to work together. That's kind of the main mm. thing mm. in the short time frame, and they're just. Um, you know, I've been in that arena long enough, talented enough to to be able to do that. So, um, big ask, of course, for I think that's the big thing. Big ask for New South Wales to do that um, with this new team, with you know three guys now, two guys still coming off injuries, mm. not going to practice a whole lot mm. going into a d- deciding match in Queensland. Uh, you know, gives me lots of causes for concern. But you know, being the underdog is what you want to be in, in a state of origin game, unfortunately. Speaking of underdogs, Monks, you've got the odds there. Uh, Queensland, pretty short favourites here, aren't they? Yes, yeah, they are. So they are Which favorites. concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are favourites $1.39. Uh, New South Wales are out at $3 at the moment. That's too much for a state of origin game. Considering yeah. how close the first game yeah. was and, yeah. the, you know, New South Wales were coming back in the that's last 20. So yeah. Queensland ha- kind of held on and then managed to, to put it away. Light. Yeah, well, the line is six and a half, so yeah, the three big lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just a little tidbit here: Valentine Holmes' first try scorer, thirteen bucks with Sportsbet. Uh, he has been the first try scorer in four of his last previous Origin appearances at Suncorp. Yeah. Really? Apparently, that's a big yeah. stat there. Yeah. <laughs> I. The big thing for me is how many do Queensland win at Suncorp? Because <laughs> I think that's why this is a dollar thirty nine yep. short odds. Um, I imagine Let's hope it's win. a lot. Let's go, Queensland. Queensland. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. It's a tough ask. It's gonna be hard. For, oh, it's a massive for the Blues. You know, troops down, go up there, hostile environment. Series on the line. Series on the line. I imagine most fans of rugby league would like to. Not see a, a dead rubber down in Sydney unless they're Queensland people, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I hope they can do it. It's, it's. I think their backs are against the wall. It's it'll, it'll be, be a hard, massive hard with a new group to go do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll find out Wednesday night. Mm, let's go. Mm. Round sixteen, a uh, few buys, but let's talk about the games that did take place. Uh, Cowboys and Panthers, this was a great game of footy. A lot of origin stars missing from both teams. Jack Cogger yeah. and uh, Jamin Salmon, the weak gutted dog himself, <laughs> they, they stood up for the Pink Panthers. Uh, and this game was 22 apiece uh, with 15 minutes to go when Cole Felt went in. Chad Townsend kicks a field goal. Cowboys, elation, think they've won it. 100 seconds to go. Pink Panthers recover the short kickoff. Jack Cogger. Five seconds left, kicks a field goal after a bit of mayhem as well. That gets it through to Golden Point. That was their only mm. po- point in the second half, too. By the way, yeah, it was all it was all um, Penrith coming back in in that Cowboys, one. Cowboys, uh, Cowboys back. coming back. Sorry, sorry yeah. Dylan Edwards smacked a pretty good um, field goal attempt at the start of Golden Point. It goes wide mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Then there's this illegal strip, which leads to a cold felt penalty. From 50, 50 metres out. Yeah. Didn't quite have the journey. He's a little bit short right. Uh, then they go the other way for the second bit of golden point. This one looked like it was headed for a draw. Uh, Cowboys set up for a field goal. Bit of broken play. Scotty Drink 
carves up a, yeah. a, a knackered de- three defense, four, yeah, goes and through. and goes through and uh, and celebrations in Townsville. One of the better games of footy I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, yep. and nice uh, you know, Scott Drinkwater had a, an excellent game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uh, rhetoric about um, Dylan Edwards. Um, you know, uh, does he play as well without all the rep stars playing next to him? Um, so. I think Cowboys to get a win. Actually, the big one was um, uh, uh, Big Jason. Big Jason. Yeah, Lolo. Uh, yeah, was back mm. in this one and was very dominant um, in his stint. Uh, I think he set up actually the drink water. He had that big run. Yeah. Legs would just drive and just yeah. carry and blow. Mm. So, uh, you know, getting him back at his best uh, will be good for the Cowboys. And I think really the only other news is it sounds like they want Luke Brooks, who um, during the week. Uh, said he's not uh, taking the option to stay with the Tigers and he's leaving. Has has a relationship and a connection with Dodd Payton. Um, so he will, potentially could go up there and Chad Townsend might be off to um, uh, Super Rugby League. Is that what it is in England, what's it called? Super League. Super League. Super League, there you go. So, yeah, that's l- l- latest news as we you know go, probably start getting into halfback um, dominoes season. Mm. It's going to be interesting after Ben Hunt signed that life deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into Super Saturday. The Chooks uh, close winners against the Knights up there at McDonald Jones. Uh, Joey Manu, fuck, we, we like to talk highly of this bloke. So they had – Had to play well on this one as didn't well. Didn't they? Uh, Sandon Smith, I think's his name, mm-hmm. uh, playing seven. Uh, Luke Keary got hurt pretty early. I think he's got a broken jaw. Yeah, I think they've – Pretty much confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw it on the coverage and it definitely looked like he had a big lump sticking out the side of his cheek like something was misaligned. So incidental. Did you see it? Like yeah, it was just Dom Young's back of his heel. Back of his heel. He's running through. He was like trying to like ankle tap him. He probably yeah. didn't even need to. He wasn't going to stop Dom Young no, at that distance. He wasn't going to stop him. <laughs> and then he just caught one and looks like, you know, that that's six to eight weeks. So that's big for the Chooks. They're, uh, they're in all sorts. But they did yeah, get the win. They got the win. So, yeah, important. How about the run mate? It's 318 for, for mm-hmm. Joey Manu. Mm-hmm. Try, seven tackle busts, six offloads if you don't mind. Um, but, yeah, if they're if Sammy Walker's still not good for a little bit, yeah, Luke Keary so. could be out Go for on. a couple of months. I suppose Manu goes back to six and that San Don bloke, whatever I his name is, seven. maybe seven. They've yeah. got Drew Hutchinson. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, It was definitely an interesting week for halves combinations, that's mm. for sure, especially with the guys – out in representative football. Well, how about the Eels Manly game? <laughs> yes. Ryan Madison, six. He pl- apparently played halfback as a as a junior. He's Fuck, a big, he's a big halfback these <laughs> days. Oh, yeah. He he's got some rig. Like, maybe a little homer, maybe a little homer. But uh, Ryan Madison, elite rig, <laughs> and then uh, Dejan Arcy. I think that's the pronunciation. Uh, he played seven two up Manly when they don't have Tom Turbo and DC. Oh, they're such a different team without Turbo, aren't they? Uh, and especially with their, their captain and DC too. Um, Jake Arthur did play seven against his old club. You yep. know, he was getting stuck into Baldy, as he called him. By uh, old Baldy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> old, old, man, old man Baldy. Old, old man Baldy. But uh, in this one, Baldy, yeah, get it over him. Um, mm. Bailey Simpson got double as well. Tell you what, uh, Queensland fans, Jermaine Hopgood, mm-hmm. spoken a bit, a bit about him this season. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be uh, a maroon jumper where at some stage – Played 67 minutes in this one, 173 run metres, 32 tackles, four tackle busts, two offloads and a meat pie. Uh, he has had an absolute breakout year. Yep. 
into the Storm and Tigers. I was talking to a Tigers fan this week saying, oh, good week to get the Storm, you know. No, Munster, no, <laughs> Harry Grant. Nah, the Storm's still the Storm. Uh, 28-6, did it pretty easy. Uh, I think we spoke about it last pod, but no Luke Brooks, no Appy through their injuries. Means they line up a little bit funny. Stafford Toa, Brandon Wakem, mm-hmm. Jade Simpkin. Um, good article from the Telegraph I think it was, <laughs> with, with John Batman to captain and David Clement to translate. I thought that was quite funny because he speaks English. Just <laughs> <laughs> can't understand him up there sometimes <laughs> from the north of England. Uh, the big story from this one, mm-hmm. outside of uh, Will Warbrick scoring four, and, and uh, only points as well, and uh, and the Storm looking pretty good. What's big, Alex Twile. 116 games, he finally crosses for his first meat pie. He had 12.3 run, <laughs> 12.3 kilometres of run metres before he got his first try. Yeah. It's pretty That's impressive. Uh, over a half marathon, no, over a half, half marathon right yep. there. <laughs> and it was the just right place at the right time. He just fell on it. There yeah, it just the right bounce. Just squirted out. Yeah. And you, you can see him sort of like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this <laughs> yeah. up. Fell on it, gets his first meaty. Uh, he actually crossed the line earlier in the year mm-hmm. and it got knocked, knocked out. Yep. Uh, so I, I did a little bit of research. I think I think it might have been Ladbrokes, mm-hmm. unofficial sponsor, of course. Uh, they I think they did a little bit of a bit on uh, longest droughts, you know, without yep. scoring a meaty. Yep. All Tigers players go figure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Jason Lowry played 139 games before scoring. So 12 actually, you know, was way yeah, off having to yeah. worry about that. Yeah, that uh, season on his belt. That's right. But the record is Bryce Gibbs, not Carlton Blues uh, and Adelaide Crows Bryce Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Bryce, Bryce Gibbs that used to play for the Tigers. 141 games he played, but it wasn't his first 141. Okay. So he actually scored. He had an eight-year drought. Yeah, yeah. But the the – Try that he scored was in the GF, mm-hmm. and then oh, from that yeah. eight years, yeah. eight he years. scored the first try. Jeez, yeah, 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 it was yeah, the first try. Score, remember, yeah. over and he would have been paying a bit. He would have been oh, paying, yeah. paying a bit. Uh, and then the most games, I, I don't know if this is NRL era. I assume it is. Uh, but Ben Cross, he actually played Origin for for New South Wales. He mm-hmm. he was a front row forward uh, for the Raiders, Storm, and Newcastle. Played ninety five NRL games, never scored. Did go did go to Super League and scored one. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, for all those boys, those those nut truckers playing out there in the middle, you know, playing playing grade rugby league around uh, around the around the country, just wait, it's coming, it's coming. You might fall on a on a <laughs> a, 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 a spilt ball out of a bomb and get your first meaty. Yeah. Well, well done, Alex Twelve. Yes. Uh, well, if the the torch has been passed, uh, Pat Carrigan is the the longest droughts at seventy four games for an active NRL player at the moment. Now, is that 74 – he's never scored one? He's never scored one. He's got zero. Wow. He's played 74 games, no tries. That's surprising. Wow. Paddy Carrigan. So, yes. We'll see, see if he can score his first maybe against the Blues on Wednesday. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> uh, no tries – well, plenty of tries in this one. Uh, Sharky's 48, Dogs 10, no notes there because it sort of only just sort of happened. Nico looked very, very good. I think uh, Roldo got a double. I think Nico had 200-odd run meters as well. Oh, he he was dominant in this. Um, I checked it at the halftime and he had all the stats. And I lie, Roldo didn't get a double. Uh, Did anyone get a double? No. no one each. One each. Try scorers, McInnes, Nicara, Ramian, Ronaldo Multalo, Teague Wilton, Hamlin Ueli. Williams, Hazelton, oh yeah. Uh, Tom Hazelton busted over one and 
He doesn't score too many. Yeah. Nico Hines, most run meters. He had uh, two try assists as well. Mm. Um, three line breaks. Fuck. Yeah, uh, all so the that's that's there, line so. break assists. Nico's numbers. Uh, eight goals, two try assists, three line break assists, 17 tackles, three tackle busts, 236 <laughs> uh, run meters, 430 kick meters. Pretty handy day at the office there for Nico Hines. Just what? has to do it against the top eight team. <laughs> <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe against the Maroons. Oh, look, I think he's been hard done by, but he definitely hasn't done his, uh, his chances for future selection any harm there. All right, that's the boys uh, into the AFL. <laughs> Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> you got a coach, bro, and you don't want to talk about it? <laughs> the Dragons have got Shane Flanagan. Shane Flanagan announced as the next coach of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, puts to bed any chat about Dean Young or Ben Hornby or former players. Uh, also ends the time in the wilderness for Shane Flanagan. Yep. Uh, post, uh, you know, taking the Sharks to a premiership and then having all the backdated stuff around peptides and the like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a mm-hmm. bit of a redemption song for him. But, uh, look, he inherits a bit of a basket case, let's let's be honest. Yeah. Well, he was an assistant under McGregor, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he so was he'd been at the club before. For I think as well, uh, like, knows the area. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. He may he have played for, yeah, he played for the Dragons, oh, didn't he? Three games. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a, he was a He's St. George Junior. junior. Yes, yeah. yeah. And three, well, three first game games. Yeah, more than me or you have played. <laughs> True, as True. diehard fans. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you you two the the fans. What do you think of the? I don't. Uh, ha- I don't hate it. I feel for him because I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. <laughs> the fans haven't taken too well to the back end of uh, of Griffin, the back end of McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, look, scapegoat. Scapegoat's a bit of a strong word, but I think. The problems are endemic with the club, um, yeah. less so the the coach, and uh, and the the big talking point mm. out of today was that our best player, our only really elite level player in Ben Hunt, uh, only one playing in Origin, so that's right. Um, yeah. Apparently, wants out. Mm-hmm. He's asked for uh, an immediate release. Club said no. I think that that's the interesting is it's immediate. He wanted to, he wanted out now. Um, Instead of like, hey, I ended the season, like uh, I want to go to a new club. Um, but it's, it's like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to play again for the Dragons, like, which mm. is quite quite an interesting um, um, point that we're at. It's not good. Definitely not good. Josh Kerr yeah. also granted early release today. Mm-hmm. Slightly different circumstances in that he'd put pen to paper. For the Dolphins for next for season? the Dolphins. So mm. they're going to allow that to go now. But fuck, this club, new coach... No Ben Hunt, presumably. It's hard to look forward to anything, I, I would think. Yeah, mm. well, if he, if he leaves now, the guaranteed spoon. Like I've oh. A bit <laughs> lucky with the Tigers injuries. You never, you, never <laughs> want, you never want to commemorate someone else getting hurt, but uh, the fact that the Tigers are going to have to do the next couple of months without Luke Brooks and Happy Chorus here, yeah. mm. it's going to be hard for them. Also, the Bulldogs look woeful today. Yeah, but <laughs> Dragons without Ben Hunt? Yeah, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think it's it's like you said, it's probably massive news for the the future of the club and um, you know what Ben Hunt wants to do. Uh, I said the joke to you, which I'd seen other people's joking about with um, you know the Broncos could do it with a hooker, can't play hooker for for them. Uh, I think by all accounts, it's Dolphins at seven and Canterbury at seven are probably 
most likely. Um, you know, whether that happens or not, who knows? Uh, there's probably there's a, a lot that plays into it. Yeah, like this Luke mm. Brooks stuff. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why we start talking about the halfback um, dominoes when you know, yeah, exactly. So start, things start to move around. The Raiders. Um, so yep, this is Whiten's mm-hmm. out there. So yep. out next year. So they're going to need mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 like you say. It's it's like dominoes. The first one that falls, that could start the chain. Yeah, chain, chain of, action, of, of of events. And then we have them just start moving around all over the place. So yeah, uh, yeah. we will have to see. Other teams on the bye this week: Broncos, Dolphins, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Titans, Warriors. Uh, big, 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 big state of origin on a Wednesday night. Uh, hopefully. We're talking a about a decider and not a dead rubber. Mm. Come to the next podcast. Run us into some AFL. Some AFL. Eleven in a row for Port Adelaide. Uh, a massive, massive turnaround considering where they were last year and the way that they started. Geelong actually looked like. The better team, I thought, throughout the first half, and then uh, Port just kicked into gear, and they kicked eleven goals to four in the second half. We spoke a bit about him last week in Zach Butters. This bloke's into four bucks to win the Brownlow. If anything happens to the clear favourite in uh, Nick Dacos, this guy's uh, clear second at the moment. Twenty-three disposals and a goal, maybe two, maybe three votes in this one. He just looks like he's dangerous every time he's got the ball in his hands. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Jeremy Finlayson, Rowan Marshall, pretty good in this one. Uh, the Cats, look, definitely can't be too disappointed with their with their efforts there, but uh, not not too bad at all. Any other numbers there that uh, need to be chatted about? Do you think uh, Geelong too old? Well, and and Port, Port now young team on the on the block. Well, everyone said Geelong too old last Especially year, and they won, won the whole thing. So, so yeah. no, I, I wouldn't say. Uh, it's... I suppose, yeah, it just goes back to how Geelong started the season. Um, so yeah. is it worrying that they're sort of slipping back into that form or if this is just sort of like a a blip in the road and, or, or a port, port, port so just to speak, too good. Or I think just port, port, yeah, port. That also. <laughs> I think Geelong good and Port gooder would be uh, yeah. my analysis on that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look red hot. Like they're yeah. legitimate flag threat. Legitimate flag yeah. threat. Yeah. 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 Uh, 100% um, agree. Into the Lions beating the Swans. Now, the Lions did come away 16-point winners in this one. Mm-hmm. But a lot of chat throughout the week on can you just drop yourself. And Dan Rich, Jack Gunston, you'd spoken specifically about Rich yep. uh, in, in episodes past. Uh, they said, no, we we haven't been playing to the standard that we expect ourselves to play and essentially sat themselves down to poor form. They are also some of the older blokes in the team. Yeah. Do they just need mm. to be managed and have a week off? Yeah. Have they have they been reading the newspapers, um, seeing all the socials, um, basically saying the exact same thing that, you know, they're a bit off the pace at the moment and uh, need to find a bit of form. Um, uh, did they put their hands up themselves or was there a slight nudge that maybe they <laughs> – uh, this was going to happen and to, to manage this nicely considering Rich has been there for forever and is, mm. um, <coughs> you know, a bit of a fan favourite but, uh, of course, struggling at the moment. Um, hard to say. Uh, but it was good to see them in this. Um, should have probably blown this score out kicking 19 behinds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I guess on the other side of it, uh, you know, Buddy also was out, you know, knee soreness. Yes. Uh, also in the same sort of boat. Uh, Possibly managed as well. Yes. Mm. Uh, could have done as well. So, um, anyway, Cam Ryan is 100th, took a hanger, kicked a goal. Um, Jared scored two in this as well. They shared the, shared the goal scorers around. Uh, it was a pretty good goal. You see the sling tackle from Jared Berry? Cleared. He's all good. I already got the news. So I, I did, um, and it was it wasn't as uh, bad as a um, Sicily's one was the week before for McLuggage. But uh, I thought maybe at most he'd get a week, or maybe even a fine, um, just because uh, the sling tackle has really been one of the biggest stories in the this week and the last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're really trying to, I guess, stamp it out, try to push it out of the game, mm. especially the ones that you sling around and you. Dong a dude's head on the ground. That's that's the main one, the main offending. I didn't think there was too much in it personally. Mm. Something that I did think was a little bit uh, untoward, if you wouldn't mind chasing out what happened oh, to, to Sam Wicks. Oh, yeah. It uh, to me that was high. It was late. It <laughs> and was, he was leading. Elbow. It was unnecessary. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can see anything being good about you know coming out of that situation. Like, um, you know, especially having your arm up with the elbow, basically mm. being your leading point. Of attack, yeah, it's, it was a bad one. Uh, do you, do you, um, we've seen the vision, Jimmy. Do you have a uh, weeks? He's chasing oh. that one up. Just got uh, uh, some Oral B ads coming through first. <laughs> yeah, reminded of the Russian floss. See if he got suspended. Uh, Oscar McInerney, while Monks chases that mm. one up, the big O, he was pretty good 46 hit outs, 18 disposals, and a goal. And Errol Goulden uh, continues to shine, uh, even in a losing effort there, 27 and 2. Uh, do, do, do I think uh, the Lions, uh, you know, the top four side, we've got, are they in touching distance with Pies, Melbourne and Port? I'd say no. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't think um, where their recent kind of games are. And kind of, I think they're tweaking with chemistry. Well, not the chemistry, but they're tweaking with the team um, uh, at the moment, especially in that back line. Um, I just don't think they're where they are now, currently the same level and form as the other three. I think they're just a touch below. I suppose it's a big question mark. Mm. Winning in Melbourne, that's going to be yeah. it moving forward. Yeah. Monks, you got the uh, weeks outcome there? Yes, uh, two weeks. Um, yeah, is that four? I think that's, that's pretty fair and it could have perhaps been three. Yep. GW, let's get a win. And win big, they do. <laughs> 70 points. <laughs> Fre- they're, just, they're just a bit hot and cold. Where do they play us? Where do you think? <laughs> Not in Fremantle. No, he was in front of uh, 6,000 people (laughs) (laughs) at the Sydney showground. Yeah. GWS, look, I don't know if they need an 18th team. They could probably just move them in terms of uh, their their turnouts. But uh, it was a a milestone game for Toby Green in that he kicked his 300th career goal. He booted four. He was maybe the best on ground. Uh, Jake Riccardi's looking like a pretty good Forward, moving, uh, moving forward, if you would. Mm-hmm. He booted five. Josh Kelly, 33 and three. Frio is rocks or diamonds, uh, and they were absolute rocks in this one. Yep. Another Oaks. milestone in Trent Cochin. He mm-hmm. played his 300th down there at the G. Uh, reasonable turnout for this one. The Tigers getting the win, 92 uh, 70. Uh, Cochin himself, pretty good in this one. 29 disposals, two goals, five tackles. Timmy Torino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking about the the Giants, they're yep. missing a few of the their old midfielders. 
Uh, Timmy had 38 disposals, 10 tackles, a goal in this one. Bit of old Dusty mm. too and, uh, and Jack Sinclair for the Saints in a losing effort. I think there's no doubt he'll be an All-Australian backman. Uh, the Tigers haven't really been that bad under Andrew uh, McWalter. And mm. I was looking at the odds. Uh, looks like he might get the, the long-term gig. I think he's the favourite. Um, do, do you think maybe, you know, the, the hangovers, you know, a bit of age in the roster, maybe, you know, dimmer there, kind of probably with the writing on the wall a little bit. The new energy, new head coach, maybe he's g them up a little bit. Well, we know it's good difference. for one. We know one it's win. good for one win, don't, don't we? That's science. Yeah, so that's why I'm that, asking the question. Do you, do you think maybe with that, that the, the new leadership, the you know, maybe new spring in the step um, has uh, g'd the boys up a little bit more, and they've um, started to hit their straps. So they've got the talent, and they're you know, playing playing to that a little bit better. I think they're borderline top eight side. Mm-hmm. We spoke about the big four in that. You think Brisbane won't run with them, but uh, in in Port Pies and D's, mm-hmm. I'd be yeah. I'd be surprised if if the Tigers can bother them come September. Uh, I tend to agree, yeah. but I, I'm just saying I think from where they were a month ago to where they are now, oh, they, yeah, they seem more energized than they seem. Definitely, like definitely big turnaround. And, and we spoke last week about the shit that you know with Pickett and yeah, and yes. uh, and poor Basher Hooley, you know, ex ex Tiger, uh, you know, getting unfortunately, you know. Caught up in that car accident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a horrible weekend for them off the field. Mm-hmm. But in the last two weeks, they've beaten the Red Hots and Kilda and, and gone to Perth and beaten Frio in their in their fortress. So definitely mm. not a bad football side and 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 revamped bit of e- bit of energy, if you would. But yeah, for, for mine, just long term. Yeah, I don't I, think they're going to win the comp. No, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think they're quite there. <laughs> they, they probably could be a finals team, definitely. But yeah, I don't think they're. The next couple of weeks look good for them as well. They've got the bye next week, but then Brisbane will be a test and then they've got the Swans, Eagles, Hawthorne and then through to Melbourne towards the end of next month. So so they win two games then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, they'll win two games there. Well, <laughs> well, they could beat the Swans. They could beat the Swans, Swans at home. They, they, Swans yeah, at home. Melbourne's a challenging one. Melbourne and Lions away. Lions yep. Two games, I think. Gentlemen's two games. Gentlemen's two. <laughs> anyway, uh, Blues won and then uh, North's lost to the Doggies. Still in your This suit is great. <laughs> they finally won a game. <laughs> they finally won a game. One of your teams had to win. They did. Uh, Carlton win. They finally yeah. worked out how to score some points. Yeah, you know that, been the those, big, those, big, those two big poles. Trials. You kick yeah, the ball kick it through, through the middle. You snap it straight <laughs> through there. You don't drop punt it. You snap it straight through there. Uh, big winners look the first quarter pretty fucking ordinary, but mm. after that, uh, they they looked like a reasonable football team. Yep, booted nine. Look like the list that they they've got. Yeah, look, nothing's wrong with that list, baby. It's about performing and uh, mm. perform they did, especially in that second quarter. Kicked nine goals to one or two. Uh, big story, I suppose, for them was David Cunningham coming back mm-hmm. seven hundred plus days out through injury. Did his ACL. Didn't play at all last year. Uh, calf tear before that, he struggled with knees and shoulders and barely played at all, the poor bloke. Jesus. Uh, so mm. good to see him back up through the game unscathed by all reports. Uh, it was Harry Mackay's 100th, he booted three. A little bit of confidence for him. Cripper looked mm. like old Cripper. I think the main thing is he, he didn't miss any. So. Yeah, I think he kicked three goals straight. Right, yes. Yeah, I think, yep. I think that's right. Uh, and and Doherty, uh, he's, he's found his, his place out on the wing now, you know, mm-hmm. f- former half 
back, uh, you know, uh, fantasy king. He's doing it out on the wing now. He, he had 32 disposal, nine marks. He gets plenty of it. Uh, as I mentioned, Cripper, uh, I think he had 27 and three. This is – it's the same discussion as the Lions, isn't it? Yep. Lions in Brisbane, they're going to win. Carlton against a team that they should should beat recently <laughs> will beat them. Carlton <laughs> against a top four team, top yeah. six team, they – they just they, they have they've they've shown that they can't do it recently, so they they go into a bye, tough game etc. Blah blah blah, uh, and then into the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, should, you know they should. Yeah, should. they had Hawks and Eagles, didn't they? The yeah, two? I think in between. No, I think before they play the Eagles, I think they play some tough games. I think they're at Frio and have Port at home. Jamie, you've chased that up for us. Yes, is that it? Top That's there? it. Yep. Yeah. So at Frio. So, so Hawks. Let's assume they. Let's assume they they get that done. At Frio Port at home, they have to win one of those. They, they yeah. have to. Mm. They have to. And to then, even yeah, to keep, then, keep their chances. And alive, then the Eagles. So so for Carlton to even think about playing finals football, it's three from the next four. Th- yeah. Three wins in the in the upcoming. And that gives month. them a sniff, really. And that, that gives them a sniff because they're still six points out of the eight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Having said that, there was not winning the competition. No, I don't, I'm, they're probably not winning the whole thing. Finals would be a good result. Maybe it's the opposite yeah. of 2022, where they yeah, were in the eight, the whole season yeah. and they dropped out of it. Maybe they'll yeah. be out of it the whole sneak season. In and, and sneak, sneak in there, right? Sneak in. This team that. on paper, it's too good to to not be there or thereabouts. Yeah. They showed glimpses of it today. A lot of it that's, is going to be uh, putting that together against a good side and and kicking straight against a good side. Yeah, so game. so they showed that they are able to do that. Uh, I don't know if it's the moment that's getting to them, you know, with 85,000 in there at the G last mm. weekend, uh, you know, with, fuck, there was probably 20,000 dripping wet in the MCG today. It yep. uh, looked like it at least. <laughs> yeah, it was um, pretty, yeah. pretty dire things. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is with them. I don't think anyone knows. I think, like I said last week, all this speculation around Voss and his job, I think that's... I don't think that's a solution. It's just clickbait, I think. Yeah. I, I, I saw the numbers. You've had nine coaches in 20 years. Mm. So, you know, There's make it 10 and 21. Like a, and, and Teague <laughs> probably went a year longer than, than, <laughs> than possibly warranted. Yeah. Uh, so give him some time. Give him some time. That's right. Give him some time. Bit of confidence for the boys. They go into a, to a long long fortnight now. Um, I hope they have fucking a few beers this afternoon. Get around each other. <laughs> Uh, you know, bond if yeah. you would. A few Dutch rudders. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> few, few Tom DeConing rudders. So <laughs> and uh, and prepare for, for Hawthorne because – and you can't assume either, but they, ne- they need to go out and beat Hawthorne. And yeah, they don't want to do what the Lions did um, a couple of weeks ago. Indeed. Dogs get a get a win uh, against North today. Again, this is much Dominated. like much like that no, sh- that Sharks Dogs game in the league. Oh, I haven't seen any of this, uh, so let's have a look at the numbers. Was that Marcus Bontempelli having a good game mm-hmm. that I could see? Uh, what are you sorted by Cody Waitman? Six goals, six goals for uh, young Cody uh, and the Bont. He had thirty-two posies, three goals. Uh, Chalor, 34 and 1. The Sneasel. The, the yeah. Cheezel, he continues to impress. Uh, he's he's a shout for for Rising Star, mm-hmm. although there's a few names. Um, what do you think about – I think Tim English was in the, the news this week um, with uh, potential contract offers himself. Um, Look how good the bloke is. He had, he had 24 disposals. He's a ruckman. 24. Yeah. Key to goal. 
He had 10 marks. 32 hit outs. Fuck, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, who, whatever money gets thrown his way, the way that he's playing, he deserves it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Rolls into a ladder. So, Port sit on top. Uh, 12 wins, 48 points. Collingwood, 44 points. And so then a reasonable gap between Melbourne and Brisbane, uh, both on 36. St Kilda, Essendon, Western Bulldogs, 32. Adelaide, 28. Richmond, 26. This is tight through here. Tight yeah. like a tiger. <laughs> tight like a Richmond tiger. Geelong, 24. GWS, 24. Gold Coast, 24. Fremantle, 24. Carlton, 22. Sydney, dropping yeah. out of 20. Struggling. And then lines through Hawthorne, North Melbourne, West Coast, 16, yeah. 8, 4. They're cooked. Swans are big. Swannies, yeah. Dyer. Not too yeah. Dyer from, well. from, uh, from GF to, to 15th. Mm-hmm. Bit worrying there. Any big games coming up next week? Let's have a look. Geelong, Melbourne Thursday night, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Secure to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So, so Thursday, Friday, pretty big. Swans should beat uh, the Eagles, free out home to the Bombers, Pies, mm. Crows, Suns, Hawks. Cop that on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Suns and Hawks, yeah. <laughs> That'll roll us into... What's next? NBA. NBA? NBA, I think. Oh, yep. yeah. Curry. Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! Nugs. Nugs win. Nugs win. 4-1. 4-1. Very dominant. Yeah, uh, just so dominant. Nikola Jokic, he's a good basketball player. Supporting cast, Jamal Murray, the the other boys. Was very good. Did a good job of it. Uh, Joker MVP, finals. Finals MVP, yep. Did he deserve the season MVP? I Mm. I think we've spoken about it in previous episodes. Hindsight, no. It was funny seeing the the post game. He's like, yes, cool, uh, we can go home. Uh, (laughs) Well, he's there, job done. uh, Now I can go home. Um, I think he had horse races on the weekend, but uh, that was that yeah. was the story. But it yeah. seems like he's he stayed uh, stayed in America because he was at Las Vegas over the weekend. So. And he looked to have yeah. loosened up a little bit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So I think I said post, it, post game presser. He was like, yeah. yeah, I wanted to go home, and then they said the parades on Thursday. Thursday. He was like, <sighs> but I'm going home. Like, no, you got to stay. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, it looks like he he sort of turned around and. Enjoyed the atmosphere. Yeah, um, maybe maybe enjoyed the moment more for what it was, um, and you know, as it kind of sunk in a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I think I said that last podcast. You know, knowing Joker, um, I think I was saying is like, yeah, would it be a subdued um, celebration? I and mean, he kind of got a little bit of both. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was um, fantastic. Uh, I've, you know, the stories about him losing his trophy, some of the memes of him with the champagne, <laughs> giving it two like shakes, and then like bugger all comes out, and then um, it's been. Yeah, you know, great scenes from this. We we talked pre potty about Aaron Gordon running home with the fans, uh, um, and then of course the parade was uh, elite viewing as well. So, what was the uh, question with Aaron Gordon about? Uh, has it has it hit home that he's an NBA champion? Yes, like? yes. They asked him at the parade, has has it hit home uh, about winning the championship? And I think he responded with uh, the only thing hitting him is those Mundellos. So they look like they were hitting him at yeah, that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the quote from Joe here, you know that I told that I didn't don't want to stay on parade, but I fucking but I fucking <laughs> want to stay on parade. This is the best. Um, so he obviously enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, there's jokes about there's not enough Nuggets fans. They didn't turn out, but they had a uh, I think a hundred thousand show up there uh, in the middle of Denver to support the fans. Um, I think the most drunk person was actually Coach. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
uh, Maloney um, was getting uh, getting stuck into it. I think he threw a few shots at the Lakers as well in his in his uh, you know pre- not press conference, but in his um, statements on there on the mic. So yeah, uh, again they they celebrated, they won hard. Um, uh, now the challenge, you know, the first championship, of course, for for the Nuggets uh, in Denver. Um, I think it's the first time in the finals and their first win, of course. But they, yeah, they partied hard, um, and we'll uh, see how it goes. Did I say forty-seven years they've been in the comp? Yep. So it was their their inaugural. Yeah, so yeah. forty-seven years they've they've been in the NBA, which is cool. First time winner. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. There he is, Michael Malone, out on the uh, oh, missing beers. Yeah, <laughs> they're throwing beers at him. Hey, got one. Asking for one more. Nugs up. He definitely was enjoying himself on the parade. So, Good yeah. on him. As he should. Mm. Up and about. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> a good time there, Michael Malone. Uh, so I think the only other thing we had to mention there is the MVP trophy seems to have gone missing. Yeah, okay. Um, so Jackie said he left it in the equipment room and it's not there anymore. So he doesn't know where it is. And someone's got it. Yeah, so either someone's nicked it or somewhere Cash else. Cash converters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is it real gold, bro? <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Nugs win. Nugs wing Ben. So can we uh, officially say that they're good? Because. Yeah, we said, oh, they, they so, don't play. They're joker dependent. They're, so many people. Yeah. Like even now that they've won, people are like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, look at their run. They defeated two eight seeds and won four. And I was like, well, you know, those eight seeds also play really good basketball and knocked off one and two seeds to get to that point. So, um you know, you beat the guys they put in front of you, and yeah, uh, they're NBA champs. They played really well throughout the whole time. They swept the swept the Lakers and mm. only dropped one game to Miami. Um, and Miami probably maybe not at their best. And Jimmy Butler was, um, you know, didn't play his best games, but probably credit the Nuggets for being able to take him their best player out of the game and mm. then um, you know stifle any of their options, any of their outside shooters um, from being able to get them into the game. And they did what they needed to do. Um, the Nuggets. Good team ball. Yeah. Led, led yeah. by Joker. It's probably yep. sum right up. Ja Morant's uh, sentence, if you will, has come mm-hmm. through. 25 games. You thought it was maybe light? Uh, no, no. I think it, it's probably – oh, what did I say last – I think the room was like 50. Yeah. But, uh, but mm. <laughs> I think that was more jokes than anything. 25 um, is probably there. Is, um, sounds about fair. Uh, the, the thing that um, – John Morant uh, did a video, I think a day or two after he got busted for a second time mm. uh, with the said gun, which is actually a lighter gun. He was lighting candles with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that was – Not a good look. Yeah, whether that was the truth, it was like, you know, it was a, actually a lighter that's in the shape of a, of a gun maybe. Uh, but either way, um, you know, they come down hard on him and hopefully he will learn his lesson having to miss – what's that, a quarter of a season? Yeah, just over. Just, yeah. Look, I think 25 games is a lot of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the blokes got prize. Uh, obviously, Adam Silver was was appalled the first time that yep. it happened uh, mm-hmm. and has been known to have some, you know, throw out some hefty uh, penalties. Look, the, the Grizz didn't do that bad when Jar was missing. I think they're still a playoffs team next season. But uh, for mine, he's one of the most talented sports people. Forget basketball. Yeah, it's a- one, one of the most talented athletes in the world. Um, hopefully, 
you know, some good people get in his ear and, and get this out of his uh, personality. Yep. Yep. Agree. Big story. And the, the Charlotte. Final yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Owned by Michael Jordan, uh, which was what makes it a big story, has been the owner for 13 years, um, is now selling his majority stake in the team uh, for a cool $3 billion USD. Um, I think reports it was 275 mil that initially bought the team. So, you know, a good 10x on his investment there. Yeah. Michael Jordan mm. making money. Um, he does that. Uh, yeah, does well. Uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't put together a winning basketball team um, there in Charlotte. So uh, his time at the uh, at the helm uh, essentially ended up with nothing. So um, not, a, not a great result at all uh, for him. But uh, mm. his pockets will be fat. We'll see what else he decides to do. I think he still owns his NASCAR team um, and a whole bunch of other bits and pieces. So, Were you saying that uh, under his ownership the Hornets haven't made the playoffs? I think that was the stat. I could be wrong. It's close. Uh, they they made it in 15-16 and 13-14. They did what? lose in the first round though. They got knocked out straight away. So maybe they didn't progress, so they have, yeah, they progress in the finals. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. well done. Not uh, not a great time, unfortunately, for them. And Ball, well, Walker was, you know, the, the most, the biggest name pick for them and then, of course, they've had Ball recently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, no real success in that time frame of ownership. And it's a pretty short time for ownership, actually. Uh, most guys hold on to their clubs for a significant time period, but Jordan's obviously got better things to do. 13 oh, years of a while. Three billion dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also true. But yeah, you know, some owners, you know, it would be decades, you know, two or three decades of ownership. Send one percent mm. to uh, sponsor an up and coming podcast. I heard. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, one of the buyers is a minority owner of the Atlanta Hawks as well. So, oh. assuming he has to probably, probably have to sell, sell that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's you'd think. Yeah. Then I roll us into. Some NFL chat. Yeah, which we haven't spoken about for ages. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, he broke his ankles. Yeah, and many, uh, mandatory um, mini camps, I think, is where we're at at the moment. We'll get training camps uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think they've announced hard knocks yet because they can't. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be man in cover to sum up some of the small stories. But I think the th- Netflix show, did you say? Yes, the quarterback show with Mahomes, Mahomes Cousins, Mariota. Mariota, yep. Mariota probably be an interesting one considering mm. he uh, bailed on the team mid-season. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, that'll be interesting, of course, following on with, uh, you know, all the other sports kind of doing their behind the scenes mm. um, uh, and making, you know, getting heaps of viewership and the NFL already has heaps of viewership. It makes so much sense. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. You see the growth of F1 and then yeah. you know, full swing. Just and, get people you know, in, interested and involved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the big kind of talking points is to do with the running backs and it kind of kicked off with Dalvin Cook last week getting cut um, after he couldn't kind mm. of get a long-term deal with uh, the Vikings, which means Madison I think will be their number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's looking for a big contract um, with his next team. Not signed as of now, two weeks later. Um uh, I think he's asking over 10, 10 mil uh, a year, and I think the offers have been around the five mil mark. Uh, it's interesting. That's no money for a guy of his talent. Yeah. Well, it's because the, the the I think James, you can fact check this for me. The franchise tag for running backs is ten mil or around mm. about there. Because mm-hmm. uh, he because they're talking to Saquon Barkley about his contract, and he's thinking mm. about holding out. 
Um, and he kind of thinks it was – I don't think he used the words antitrust, but he was using, you know, it was interesting that him, Josh Jacobs, uh, who was one of the – and Tony Pollard was the third one, and all three of them were very high in the rush yards um, uh, market last year. So as the top probably three free agents at the moment all getting tagged, um, you know, are they driving our prices down? Are they driving our value down? Uh, Josh Jacobs hasn't signed his franchise tag, so he's not currently with the club. Um, but besides that, the, the running back market's dead. Mm. Um, you know, Elliot, you know, Ezek, I'm talking about, uh, Kareem Hunt, Fournette, uh, you know, among others also still available without teams. Uh, rumours of Jonathan Taylor wanting a deal as well. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely no movement on running backs um, mm. so far in the NFL. Yeah, franchise tag for running backs is 10 mil. Yeah. 10.1. And I think they all want more than that. Uh, and, you know, they want a five-year 50 mil playing running back in the NFL compared to what some of the other positions are getting. It just seems so low. Mm. But it is, I think, if you, if you look across the league, nearly every team is a two-back system. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. The game's kind of – I mean, the game's been changing for years now, but it's really sort of gone to that – Yeah, the bell cow running, is mm. that officially running dead. committee sort mm. of thing. Oh, yeah. Usman. Oh. Uzi goes for 141. Good knock. Yeah, it's good a good knock. knock. He, we travel 21. He did come down the pitch on this one and maybe trying to pick up the pace a little bit and hit Robinson somewhere, but uh, he yorked himself essentially. And good knock. Knocked off the – yeah, it's a good good knock, but unfortunate. Uh, Probably sure. saved our innings. Yeah, oh, he definitely oh. – Yeah, he's all yorked himself. Yeah, he did yeah. himself. Yeah. There he goes. I'll stop. All right, well – we're 20 behind, so hopefully uh, – Gaz. <laughs> Gaz. <laughs> Hazelwood or Gaz come out next? It should be Gaz, I'd think. Um, hopefully they tie us up and, yeah, we're basically a, a drawn test match at the moment. Cricket to NFL, we love doing that on this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, big wicket. <laughs> my, my question is why are running backs so undervalued financially these days? I, I think it's because they, they're treated – like a meat grinder essentially, mm. come in, yeah. play three to four years, out you go. Like you, your rookie deal is it and then mm. we replace it with another rookie with fresh legs. That's kind of what it seems to be because you look at the elite talent that's now available um, on the market and no one can get a deal uh, kind of speaks to that. Uh, the Yeah, the position's just gone so far devalued at this point. Damn. And that they, we, we said it, they like having two, the, you know, the second fiddle guys and – um, you see some of the teams that drafted running backs when they already had running backs. Um, you know, they, it's a stable kind of thing. You need a lot of them. I get that. You know, what other position most people have two elite guys? Mm. Receiver? Like, yeah. They're, they're, you need like three minimum now. Yeah. And you'd like to have four kind of thing. It's like, yeah. That's it. And it's, like, it's strange. To that, like you look at McCaffrey who can play pretty much anywhere mm. um, on the field like – it's hard to find a running back. Well, yeah, not well, hard to find a running back, but you want a running back that can kind of play multiple roles. Yeah, um, does it does it all? You know, that's kind of just same team. Talk about what Debo does for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, can you find Jimmy for me? Who's the most high high paid um, running back at the moment? Is it McCaffrey? I feel like potentially, but I don't know what his recent deal looks like. Um, going over to the Niners. What do you got there, Jimmy? Does it say? I think it is McCaffrey. Yeah. What's he getting average a year? Uh, I'm so just trying to figure out how this is sorted. We're going to do a quick math. 16 a year. 
16 a year, 15 yeah. for Kamara, yeah. 12 and a half for Henry Chubb, 12 yeah. for Mixon, 11 and a half for Jones, 10 for Tony Pollard, which is wild. Mm. Josh Jacobs, 10, Saquon, 10. I think that's oh, your Pollard. franchise tag. He signed his franchise tag, yeah, for Pollard. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, they got rid of Zeke, so he's their, their one guy at the moment. So the elites are between 10 and 16. Yeah. Mm. And you think Dalvin, with his recent um, uh, form, would be right up there. I think he's had back-to-back 1,500-year um, seasons. So, mm. yeah. It's just an interesting kind of spot where the market is. The, a lot of the other positions, you know, have been picked, picked dry by this point uh, in free agency, and, but for running backs there's been nothing. It's been so quiet. Still yeah. a lot of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but compared to some of the other positions. Comparatively, yes. Yeah, comparatively in the NFL, yeah, it's mm. uh, a little bit under. And it seems like they're trying to drive the prices down. I think it's the other thing. Mm. You know, uh, that Kamara and uh, McCaffrey deal uh, might be the last we see of some, that kind of numbers, unless there's some unworldly talent that comes in that you need mm. to have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, you look at Kamara and what he's done on that contract – Probably goes to show that yeah, it's missed a whole bunch of games. Again, so. Yeah, it's hard to put a good price on a running back. Um, I think McCaffrey missed a year too. So yeah, yeah, that is that is the caveat. Paying big money for them to sit on the sidelines. That's it's it. a risk. Der- Derek Henry, think of the same thing. True that. Mm. It's a tough position. Don't yeah. envy them at all, unfortunately. No, and yeah, I suppose even to that, like looking going the other way, you see like Le'Veon Bell. Well, he's out. a classic. Yeah, should have signed the deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So um, well, I think Austin Eckler wants a new deal as well. Can't get it. He deserves a bit of cash, you'd think. Yeah. 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 Maybe he needs to be paid as a receiver. <laughs> Sean, I, you got a a rumor here. Ah, rumors. Can yeah. Run, run us through it. I'm going to go for a quick leak. Yes. Um. I this. It is a big rumor. It's only been reported. Um, you know, with all the, the recent uh, guys getting suspended through gambling, you know, NFL players getting suspended for gambling on related games, um, uh, there was a reports that came out that the, there's been a star player. There's a further rumour. The first rumour was, was, you know, he'd lost 18 mil gambling on uh, not NFL games but gambling in general um, with all the new um, allowances for, for NFL players and gambling on various sports within – America, he'd lost eight mil. Uh, rumors are it was a star player. Um, they haven't officially announced who yet, but it mm. sounds like that story might be broken in the not too distant future. But uh, it's a big number, uh, eight mil. Um, but if you say, let's say it's Aaron Rodgers and you're getting paid forty a year, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's less than a quarter of your it's wage. So. Yeah, so it's a so change for yeah, a few exactly. of these players. And I, I think I made the joke before <laughs> that. Um, you know, if we go back to Jordan, I'm pretty sure Jordan, Michael Jordan, had made uh, bets in the similar sort of vein with, of big numbers. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it, I think it's more an interesting story as, you know, NFL players kind of get into the gambling scene and where they go to from here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, but it's, it's because the players attract so heavily on what they are gambling on. Um, as the, the the gambling agencies are disclosing all this information to the NFL, mm. uh, the NFL have this and they they know about it and they've um, that's how this is kind of leaked out. Someone's leaked it and gone, hey, the you know this dude spent fuckloads more than everyone <laughs> else gambling on stuff last year. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's one of Drake's mates and he's doing some 
<laughs> talk bets on things. That's it. Um, and yeah, like obviously with a lot of the, I guess, gambling becoming more prevalent, yeah. a lot of states sort of um, opening up to it, you're going to get a lot of this happening, um, especially as, yeah, policies are written up and mm. like players just not knowing what they can and can't do, yep. I suppose, within the organisation versus, um, yeah, just general, generally what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just guess it goes to show how much money some of these players get and what they're doing with it. Yep. Um, yep. I'd like to be able to gamble at million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, would be nice, would be nice. Mm. All right. Lose it very quickly though. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to give us a suey? Yeah, we can do that. Suey! Might save Man City <laughs> and to hopefully put you back. Uh, but Argentina Maybe, yep. took on Australia in China, as we yep. mentioned um, last week. What was yep, the final score on this game? Friendly match. I think two it was nothing? only 2-0, yep. Yeah, the the big thing was Messi scored within the, in the second minute. Um, so <laughs> I think it was one minute and twenty seconds he got a, he got his goal, uh, which was interesting because that uh, meant uh, he'd scored in every minute of a game but the first. So within the first minute. Um, so you know, for Messi, for how many goals he scored, he hasn't scored one within the first minute of a game, which I guess is a hard thing to do. But you know this. Uh, Meant he'd cleared the second minute hurdle, um, and uh, mm-hmm. they looked pretty dominant. Did easy, maybe took the fed off, um, foot off the pedal um, from the highlights I saw of this one from Argentina taking on Australia in this friendly. I did see uh, one of the most clickbaity headlines I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> in that, Lionel Messi scores fastest goal ever as Argentina defeats mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah. So factually true, I suppose. <laughs> He scored his, his fastest, fastest goal. goal yes. Yeah. Maybe they should have had that his in yes. there. Uh, highly misleading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the fastest goal ever in international soccer is like seven seconds or something. Yes, yeah. It's kicked mm-hmm. from halfway. Yes. Uh, but, you know, clickbait, that's where we're at, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, I still click on it. Yeah, yeah. What a moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Man City, Peppy. Yeah. Uh, nothing's really changed in the, the last week. They've just uh, been doing their parade. They've been yeah. doing their parade. and Having lots of fun. Jack mm-hmm. Grealish presses send. <laughs> Laptop full <button>. send. <laughs> full send. Uh, they, I think I sent you boys the, the hangover-themed video yeah. of the, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, let's have a few drinks and then boom, yeah. you're getting wheelchaired out of a, uh, <laughs> out of a hotel. Uh, look, it's nice to see a bloke. They probably needed a wheelchair for him, letting him stumble around a little bit off getting off the plane. Exactly. Mate, those calves. Yeah. Those calves. <laughs> too Only thing holding him up. Getting a work out. <laughs> yeah, good looking calves. Uh, if you if you type in Jack Grealish into Google, comes up Jack Grealish, then the options are Jack Grealish calves, Jack Grealish, <laughs> Grealish girlfriend, girlfriend, Jack Grealish haircut, Jack <laughs> Grealish wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor wife. Yeah. Below the calves and the girlfriend. Anyway, <laughs> uh, s- some scenes. The bloke had a good time. Shirt off, top of the top of the party bus. Uh, plenty of uh, lagers had, and uh, and the city boys uh, partied well this week. Yeah, celebrated hard. Yeah, yes. lots of parades uh, through the cities this week for for winning. Man City racked up a forty-seven thousand pound drinks bill. What you got to drink to have that look? Oh, top of the top of the line vodka. It's all that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but that's a bottle of Great Goose. Like yeah, it's, that's a good bottle of vodka. Don't yeah, get me wrong. True. But that's what a couple of hundred quid. Like yeah. 
That's a shit. That's the whole club. Or wherever they yeah. are. Yeah. There's <laughs> so a lot of stories around uh, when the when the Cavs won it, I think, and, mm. and LeBron and, and shouting mm. of, yeah, the, yes, of yes, the, the clubs. Whole club. Yep. Deli yep. drinking the Coronas. Mm-hmm. That was that, mm-hmm. that year. Mm. That's it. Must be nice. Yeah. Anyway. Final that, round, I think, was we're up to. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's run final round. We're going to start in the UFC fight night. Uh, we'll just talk about the the big one, the middleweight fight between Marvin Vittori and Jared Cannonier. Vittori got off to a good start. He, he did tag mm. the killer gorilla, mm-hmm. but then it was pretty much one-way traffic after the first Ooh, round. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Most significant strikes ever in the middleweight uh, division, 249. Mm-hmm. He did mm. – I think he got the record like early in the fourth, fourth round. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I think the previous record was around 190, maybe it was 187. I can't remember exactly on the, the graphic. Um, but, yeah, absolute mauling. Uh, credit to Vittori to staying in this and um, getting to the end bell essentially. <laughs> Mate, so, the toughness, the, the chin on the bloke. Yeah, I never knew Italians were that tough. So, and Not all <laughs> of them, that's for sure. <laughs> De- definitely not the half ones that yeah. don't speak the language, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <monkey>. <laughs> Yeah, that was a direct shot of you, Pepsi, I guess. <laughs> you picked it up while I'm putting yeah. it down as Nathan Lyon gets out, unfortunately. Um, Drainer one there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was, you know, the scorecards um, hadding uh, Killer Gorilla winning mm. four, four, four of the rounds, the back four. Uh, one judge did give another round to Vittori, which I think was probably very misleading in this one. From that was one Mariah Erasmus. Yes. I think yeah. he, he's, uh, what do you call it when you do a night job? Uh, gas, um, gas lighting. Gas lighting. You know no, I mean? gas lighting. Uh, moon lighting. Moon, moon lighting. lighting, yeah. Moon lighting, moon yes. lighting as, uh, as a um, judge in this one. Mm. Uh, but it's, yeah, um, the right person won this fight in the end. So oh, it doesn't yes. matter. Can, mm. um, Cannonier um, does say he wants to still keep compete for that belt. He'd probably move up to three. Whitaker's one. Not sure who two is at the moment. Um, and he was asked post-fight about um, Hamzat. Everyone gets asked about Hamzat. Um, and he says he's not ranked, is he? Because he's not in middleweight. Nah. Um, but if anything gets him closer to the title, he's, he's happy to take that fight. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, you've got him there aged at 390, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, looking pretty good for 390. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's meant to be 39. I think there's a there's a zero that, that there shouldn't be, be there. Yeah, so – oh, no, Alex Pereira. Sorry, I should forget. So Alex is one and Robert's two. Um, Cannonier will go to three. So Whitaker, of course, has got um, duplicy. That's not faff uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. That. And that's, yeah, basically where the middle eight division is. Now there's a few yeah. fight nights before that UFC 290. Yes. So we've we got will, another two, yeah, three weeks away. Yeah, so the start of July is the is the 290. So we'll preview that in probably two shows' time. Yep. Yep. And just track whatever else is happening in the UFC. Boxing land. Big day for boxing yeah, for Aussies. For Aussies, yeah. Yeah, Tim Zhu gets a, a big statement knockout as well, uh, knocking out his opponent in the first round. Yeah. Um, how do you say Only his opponent's name? Uh, Carlos Ocampo. 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 Uh, right hook sat him down. Uh, he got back up, left jab to finish him. I think it was a, you know, it was like a left jab, you know, kind of uppercut. Really put him against the ropes, um, knocked him out, lights out completely cold. Um, uh, that of course means he retains his interim uh, belt, and he's of course been pushing for that Charlo fight for forever. Um, Fake belt name, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> WBO interim junior middleweight. Yes. Yes. Boxing needs to sort of shit out. Yeah. Well, I think that's the main f- four belts, <laughs> and I think Charlo's got three of them in yeah. his division. But oh, that's annoying. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, the reports during the week was Canelo was chasing a fight with him or Jack. So mm. uh, I think Sue so might have to weigh his chances if Canelo um, enters the chat. Um, but I, I've, yeah, uh, Tim Zoo's done nothing wrong here Absolutely and um, really pushing his cards. Um, to you know, push it forward because the only other person had beat Compo uh, before by stopping him had been that man Charlo as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big fight on the cards in the not too distant future. We'll see if Canelo plays a bit of a speed bump to it, unfortunately. So Charlo at the moment has one, two, three, four, five, six. Major organisations rank him as a number well, one. Uh, those that doesn't mean that's, that's not belts. Yeah, but those four, they're all belts. They're all belts, and then um, and then that's uh, so he's got magazine two, rankings. Yeah, and that's got him with two interims at the moment against him. So, so he's got Mendoza. one. Yeah, he's got one interim against him. So he's pretty handy. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, that's probably why he's picking his fights um, at the moment. Um, the Iron Man. 33-year-old out of Louisiana. His record, 35-1-1. One and one. One draw, but he defended that draw. Was he lost to Tony Ferguson? Mm. Five years ago at this point. So. Hasn't fought lots recently, though. Hasn't fought in the last year at least. What do you think is going to happen there? Charlo's going to get Canelo and then so uh, have to fight someone else? Hard to say. Hard to say. Um it's kind of, I guess it is a kind of up in the air at the moment, depending on what um, um, Charlo wants to, um, um, Canelo, sorry, what Canelo mm. wants to do. Because uh, he's, I think he's bound for bound number one. I wouldn't, I, I don't see anyone else who would be over him at the moment. So, um, uh, you know, he's 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 the draw. He's the dude in in boxing at the moment. So, um, I think he could. Pick who he wants and he'll, he'll get what he wants. How many belts does he have at the moment? Because he... Yeah, he's got the four. And he lost when he went up. Yes. Is that right? Yes. To Dimitri Bivol? Yes, because he was going up for another belt. In the okay. So he's got so all super, the... So super middleweight, he's got them all. Yes. It'll be interesting to see. Jones uh, and, and Garner? Yeah, that was at a PFL event as well. Yep. Um, which is what Nagano is now, um, I guess, S- part minor owner of, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they had a nice kind of friendly face-off. Um, Dana White's probably pulling his hair out because both of them were wearing PFL <laughs> um, gear. Pulling so, or pulled his hair out? Uh, yeah, true. He's bald now. Mm. Um Thought that was worth more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know they continue their ongoing, you know, semi beef. Um, Tyson Fury. Mm. There's actually some talks about a hybrid type fight with him and Jones. That's Dana White's yeah. trying to put together. So whether that ever eventuates, which I doubt. Um, you know, it sounds like it's getting more and more noise, but it, also it, is. It's get, it seems to be getting closer. But you know, but also Fury's also um, chasing down and Garnu as well. So yeah. till pants the paper, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. That's it. So we'll just talk. Yeah, and I uh, th- uh, that's Scotty Bone. Alfred Duck. All right, so we trail by fifteen. That's not too bad. I think that's pretty close. 
He's got one, don't he? No, ha- that's it. Hazelwood. Oh, you are right. Yes, Hazelwood. Sorry. One to go. So probably like lead by 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hazelwood's going to kick it a ton here. And Just see out the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, something tells me. And we trail by 15. Yeah. It's about to be. Yeah, we? it's interesting. They've definitely targeted the the towel end with yeah, the short but, stuff. Yeah, short stuff. So may, may there is a little bit of bounce in there. So um, maybe something for the the Aussies to think about uh, when they bowl here. Probably after lunch, they'd probably take if they get us all out here shortly. Mm. I think that's two hours. Yeah, for a session. Yep. Close. Yeah, it's about to be lunch. Yep. Um, yeah, golf. Yeah, U.S. Open there at uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> the big story, uh, Monaghan, uh, illness, needed to take time off. Uh, as it, I, I don't even want to face all that fucking media. How convenient. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, His did, back he, is sore from pushing around that wheelbarrow full of Saudi cash. Yes, <laughs> yes. Allegedly. Yes. Um, yeah, that was the big story. But how's the golf going? The golf's going good. Ricky Fowler who has really been in golf wilderness for quite some time. Do mm-hmm. uh, you know the bloke, he, I forget the year, but he did finish a calendar year with all four the majors, majors yep. finishing the top five without mm-hmm. winning one. Wow. He was he was the next big thing in golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the orange? People love him. He's rather a good-looking young rooster. And yep. he went out and played extremely good golf. He... Goes into uh, into the Sunday, tied first with uh, Wyndham Clark at 10 under. McElroy is not far behind. Not far behind. Just he's, one. he's got a sniff. Scotty Chef, seven under. Harris English, six under. That's probably probably it. Maybe DJ or Shafeli, who really shut the bed on Saturday. Cam Smith. Goes back to it. Yeah. Nag one, he'd be. It would ne- yeah, Bryson Cam Smith at three under. Yeah, where's where's Brooks after being the favourite? Yeah, uh, he he had an almighty bed shitting, I believe. Ugh, even, I think it was the day before. And it, anyways, anyways, uh, that's that's how it stands. One of the big stories going around the internet today was uh, Paige uh, Spranick of. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good-looking. Um, yes. She said this years ago, though, by the way. It was, and I think it was said in jest. Yes. Of and, course it was said in jest. And I don't know if it was. But we'll hold her to it. That's right. <laughs> she did say that uh, there would be uh, a reveal. <laughs> reveal, yes. Yes. Uh, if, 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 and it's a big if, if Ricky Fowler ever won a major. So he's hoping. Only <laughs> <laughs> a couple. Uh, what have they got left uh, one round. One round. One round to go. He's in there with a sniff. So it'll be first time winners in Clark or Fowler uh, up against repeat efforts from McElroy or Scheffler. Uh, look, the the rhetoric in golf for years and years and years would be when would Rory win another one. He's, uh, he's poised to do so. The, uh, the viewing time turns out to be excellent for us here on the east coast of Australia. Given it's West Coast America, yep. Yeah, when are those monks? When are those final tea times? So two thirty is Fowler and Clark tomorrow in LA. My mass is any good, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> Turns out to be good viewing time <laughs> if you're not if you're not stuck at work on a Monday. Yes, yeah. McElroy, Scheffler, English, Johnson, Shafeli, mm-hmm. Nagano, Kim. DeChambeau, Smith, Matsuyama, 
Wu Lee Hovland. That's the last hour of golf tomorrow. Mm. Very tasty. You see in the rough there? We, I think we alluded to it last podcast. You drop. Oh. It's like ball gone. So it's fairway or 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 good luck. Bring, have you, have bring you a shovel. Have you seen some of the responses to that? There's been some great shots out of it. Oh, I mean, like there's been heaps of uh, people going down to the local and they have the six foot weeds and they're dropping the ball in the oh. rough. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, that, that's that's easy to play on. Come play with us. I have seen a bit of that. <laughs> uh, yes. Alrighty, I think we'll finish with us on F one. You want to do the sound? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got sound. It's good. Bastian Fettel. Yes, and we're in Canada uh, for the GP, which it will mm. be tomorrow morning, which isn't great viewing time for us, unfortunately. No, early. No. Yeah, it'll be a 4 o'clock a.m. race, I believe. Uh, has been pretty wet and wild, which has been good for Canada, of course, with their wildfires recently to get mm. a bit of the wet stuff. Uh, but it made the racing very interesting, especially qualifying with, uh, you know, going from inters to wet tyres and back and forth, the drying up, mm. et cetera. Um, Max Verstappen did Max Verstappen's things and finished first. Uh, but interesting, Hulkenberg managed to sneak in for a second before the red flag was um, put out for Oscar, um, our boy, Pastari, um, going into the wall. Mm. Um, but Hulk then got a three-point, uh, three-place gear grid penalty. So he will start fifth. Uh, Alonso second. The Mercedes and Hamilton and Russell will be third and fourth. Oscar, as mentioned before, will be eighth. Uh, and then the Ferraris are in 10th and 11th. They're a bit off the pace. I think Checo's even further down. I didn't manage to check where that went. Has Cummins uh, yeah, he's to... starting 12th. Damn it, Cummins is out. Cummins just hit a six for four. We now trail by seven officially out. 386. Close game. Yes, it's all to play for. Mm. I think it'll be lunchtime and uh, then the Aussies will be a bowling. Uh, so, yes. That's that race. Uh, any other news, Jimmy, on your end? Uh, no, not really. I think just going back to Ferrari real quick, they seem to just not have their strategies. Sadies um, are looking good though. But yes. Still early season, but I don't like their chances of competing against Red Bull uh, currently. No. Uh, I think it's too late in the season to make any sort of run of it. Um, and, yeah, yeah, Ferrari just seem to be in all sorts of the moment. Their strategies, their um, – the way that they're calling for tyres and all that sort of stuff is just all over the shop. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. I guess um, Hamilton's still there within a sniff. But, yeah, Max has basically got a 100-point lead at this point so, um, on some of those guys. Uh, his teammate's probably the only close one and he's still 60 behind. So. Mm. Long season. Yeah. I mean, that's actually an interesting storyline as well. Perez has not been doing too well of late. Um, obviously, with our boy Danny Rick Ricardo, sitting yeah. there behind. Sitting over his shoulder. Yep, waiting in the winds. Yeah, um, him and Vettel were driving old Red Bulls at um, the Nürburgring this week. So. Mm. Um, and I think he is testing for Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously – them with them, um, yeah, partnership, yeah. Nick DeVries also not performing as well as um, he could be, so yeah, um, yeah, potentially seeing Danny Rack back on the starting grid be very, very Green interesting, season. but yeah, they're interesting. Some, uh, did you get an yeah. answer for me? Where's Checo starting? Uh, he's 15? starting, uh, did I uh, 12th, 12th, okay, yeah, behind the Red Bulls, uh, behind the Froze, so yes, yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Casual here, boys. Uh, is this Nico Hulkenberg any chance? 
here, given the good uh, starting position? Oh, no, I think he goes backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think he, he got a, a lap in where, um, you know, just snuck it in qualifying to get a good starting spot. But, yeah, yeah. largely they're finishing in the back of the grid. Um, yep. uh, and the Husses, um, where is Kevin? Kevin's been just as bad. So, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like their chances. Um, I mean, uh, this one. if he can help. With rain? Yeah, could make for an interesting. It race. is meant to be wet. Um, um, I mean, I think at one point Alex Albon was leading Q one, yes, no, Q three. Sorry, because um, yes, he, he went out on slicks mm-hmm. um, while everyone else was out on inters before it started raining. So, oh, yeah. so um, yeah. if Hulk can hold on to a top ten, I think that'll be uh, a good result for him. Mm. But we will wake up and find out in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Australia will get England out for. 100 points, so it'll be all good. That'll do us here on the Esky. Thank you to those that have tuned in, whether you've watched live or during the week. Hopefully you're travelling well. Uh, next week we'll be talking mm-hmm. State of Origin Game 2, hopefully mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know, an effort from New South Wales game going to the decider, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? UFC 290 is not far away. We've got Ashes cricket. It uh, it all happens pretty quick, uh, and plus the regular dribble and nonsense that you will hear from us <laughs> three boys here. Thank you to those that have tuned in. We'll catch you next time, um, and until then, take it easy, enjoy the sport, drink responsibly, etc. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.